Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. I am your host, Eric. Hey, and I'm your other host, Mark. And joining us today, the man we said would never be back. We lied to you. Yet again. As we always yeah, seem to it's do. Almost like we lie to many people every episode. Like, Thousands let down. We should almost say that, like, have a disclaimer on our show where nothing in this show is to be considered factual. Even and... the facts that we, like, are doing, the episode notes, still not factual. No, no, no. no, no yeah, no, no, of no, course. No. We cannot be held liable. Right. <laughs> uh, For legal reasons, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our Lorehammer legal team has told us uh, that we should protect ourselves in that way. Uh, but Christian, thanks for Hello. coming on the show. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Oh. It's been a, a minute, actually. Yeah, since it's been, been a little while. Yeah. Do you remember the last one? I don't even on? remember the last episode I was on, no. Yeah. Do you remember? Some friend you are. <laughs> I remember. Do you guys remember? <laughs> I I scrub my memory of uh, after every, every episode. After every oh, episode yeah. with Christian. Because <laughs> that way I can always tell myself this is the last <laughs> one that he's on. Never oh, remember. Just in ah. case you guys didn't know, uh, this will be Christian's last episode <laughs> yes, of course. on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Um, well, what an episode to, to leave us on, Christian. Black Legion. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just wanted to get in a really big episode. Yeah, just the last hurrah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this episode is going to be about all things Black Legion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to dive into a little bit of their history. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about their culture. Yep. Some of the things they're known we're for. We're going to find their out language. why they call them the Black Legion. Whoa. Paint schemes, believe it or not. That's the way they paint their <laughs> you armor. You know I don't believe it. <laughs> and I do have another fun fact about that, but I will share it later. So stay tuned for more paint scheme I'm fun facts. quivering and <laughs> Patient. <laughs> um, but before we actually get into the episode itself, we've got a couple things we want to take care of. Some things you, sh- as the listener, should be aware of, actually. Things, yeah. 
Uh, first up, um, we are doing uh, more events on our Discord, and we really want to try to push these things. Come join us. There's so much fun. So on Wednesday, May 19th at 4 p.m., uh, Pacific Standard Time. I'm going to be on our Discord in a group chat or whatever, and we're going to be watching the movie Hell's Reach together. So that's the one by Richard Bo- Boyland? Boyland? Yeah. yeah, something like that. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a two and a half hour movie. We'll probably break it down into two parts, but yeah, that's my plan. We're going to watch that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to have some laughs. We're going to cry. You know, you very know cool. Uh, Will so, there be popcorn? Yeah, well, I can't. It's BYOP, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Bring your own popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, once again, that's Wednesday, May 19th at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Come hang out with me. It'll be awesome. Uh, and then actually a couple days before that, on a Sunday, May 16th, I'm going to be hosting a painting event. Uh, where I'm actually going to break my dusty paintbrushes out ah. for the first time in 10 years. So there's going to be a lot of ceremony, lots of like, yes. like <laughs> there will be chanting in chanting the background. Cherubs flying around. Get my oils out <laughs> and anoint everything. Yeah. Light the candles. This is why you never paint anything. It just <laughs> well, takes it takes too long. Hours <laughs> to get ready. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be doing that May 16th at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mm-hmm. our Discord. Um, yeah, obviously we want you guys to come and hang out and join us, but that's not the only reason you should be on our Discord, especially if you're a Patreon member. Yeah, we uh, also do contests, so come uh, join contests this month. I don't even know. What I think they're doing. doing heroes. Oh, okay, very cool. Yeah, so everyone is kind of showing off their kind of centerpiece heroic models that they've put together and painted. I've nice. seen a Bellacore up Ooh. there already. A new one? Or <laughs> yeah, the new the one. New one. <laughs> oh, which is amazing, first of all. Yeah. I love that model. It's a beautiful model. Uh, I've seen uh, a Knight Command, like an Imperial Knight up mm. there. I've seen it's the only kind of character for me. <laughs> I've seen an Elysian Drop Troop Commander Ooh. up there. So there's okay. some cool stuff, but yeah. you can only participate in our contests if you are a patreon member yeah but you have the chance to win 50 bucks yeah which is going in games workshop gift cards yeah perfect (laughs) (laughs) we think you should spend your money back into the hobby exactly forget your groceries that's right well you probably shouldn't fund your groceries from our painting Painting contests contests. probably it's my only income (laughs) i'm really short this month i really need to win this contest Um, but yeah, you should definitely hang out and join us yeah. and participate in those. Yeah, And uh, here's my plea for Patreon. Go join a Patreon. We're about to get into a huge fucking Black Legion episode. If you get any enjoyment out of it, even a minute, go donate a dollar to us. It really helps us a lot to uh, do the show and, you know. It really does. Buy hookers and blow. So <laughs> Wait, what do you spend your money on? I thought we were buying groceries with that money. Hold on, your legal department's contacting us. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, no, we can't buy hookers. Oh, oh, we shouldn't even talk about that. <laughs> oh, oh, well, either way, I still want your Patreon money. So seriously, if you if you can spare the money, I know times are tough. It's whatever. You know, you've all heard the spiel. Uh, one final thing, then we're going to jump into the episode. Uh, let's talk Lorehammer. Uh, that's our community podcast uh, that put on uh, by Dylan and Matt. Yeah. And uh, this week on their uh, episode, they're going to be talking about kick ass kill teams. So listeners have submitted a bunch of kill teams and. You know, I'm sure there's images and all that kind of fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're going to talk about uh, stories and yeah. army lists and how they would play out and what the mission of their kill team is. Yeah. Pretty much everything that is built around the kill team they're going to talk about. And then I, I believe, but don't quote me on this one, I think they might even try and pit like 
to kill like teams. metaphorically yeah, yeah, yeah. pit these kill teams against <laughs> yes, each other to see which one they think would win. Yeah, so, if which you, has real life consequences for absolutely. the people who submitted them. If so you make lose, sure your kill team is up to snuff. Yeah, if you lose this battle, you will get banned and booted from our Discord <laughs> server. So you better write some pretty epic stuff. Yeah, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, with all that being said, let's uh, start our Black Legion episode. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so before we dive in, uh, we're going to just give a little Lorehammer disclaimer here. So there's enough information on the Luna Wolves and the Sons of Horus for like a five hour long episode. Min- even th- minimum. Minimum. Uh, <laughs> so instead of exhausting ourselves with that, we're going to do an overview of the history of the Luna Wolves and the Sons of Horus. Um, and then our focus is going to be on the Black Legion. So we're primarily talking about the Black Legion as the Black Legion and not as the Luna Wolves and then the Sons of right. Horus. So if you're going like, if you're at the keyboard waiting to send me that email, <laughs> yeah. why, we're not why all... didn't you mention? Yeah. Why did you miss the Battle of Ulanor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just take a step back, take a breath, and remember, soon TM, we will do those episodes. <laughs> so, And if anyone knows what that means, it means it's not happening soon. <laughs> soon is relative, you know. Well, um, I guess... The best place to start talking about any Legion, really, is at the beginning. So the first topic we're going to cover is the founding of the 16th Legion. So the 16th Legion traces its roots to one of the original 20 Legions created en masse in the Gene Vaults upon Luna. Their Terran stock was primarily taken from known hunter clans Jutragan Bowl and the Samsation subplate Slums, both geographical areas uh, upon Terra itself. Uh, Both these clans were remarked as having a ruthless, independent character and traits that live and are, you know, even celebrated in the Legion to this day. Yeah. Uh, Their gene sire was none other than Horus, who the Luna Wolves affectionately called Horus Lupercal once he was discovered on the planet Chthonia. After Horus was given command of the 16th Legion, the Emperor changed their name to the Luna Wolves in recognition of their military actions during the first pacification of Luna. Cool. Which, uh, obviously, we're not going to talk about now, but it's a whole cool battle. Yeah. There's the gene cults on yeah, Luna. Yeah, the gene witches or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The Selenar cults. There's a lot of cool information in history um, mm. about kind of humanity's expansion, or the Imperium's, really, expansion back into grasping Luna and bringing them into the fold. So, hmm. um, But we're not going to talk about it here. Yeah. Uh, when command shifted to Horus, he would move the Legion's homeworld to Chthonia who, and would use their population to bolster the ranks of his army now. Cool. Yeah, so he's, he... Uh... Oh, I lost where I was going to read. Never mind. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on to the next point. Yeah, so the obviously in the exact same way that every other legion was created, um, they're create they started on Terra. Yeah. And then as soon as their Primarch was found, you know, he's given command of their army. And mm. normally that involved like uh, a name change or a subtle shift in character or personality. Yeah. Culture. Or, yeah, yeah, culture, introducing things that the Primarch brought with them. Yeah. So. Do we know if the 16th Legion had a name before the Luna Wolves? I didn't see anything. Me either. Uh, I did see, though, just going through these notes and stuff, uh, I did learn that the White Scars... Uh, they're called the Star Hunters. Interesting. Originally. I had never yeah. heard that. Yeah. A lot of the Legion names had names before their Primarchs yeah. were found that are different. 
then post. Um, my out. bet is going to be that the Luna Wolves actually didn't have one. And this is just a bet. Hmm. It might be wrong. But um, so Chthonia, we'll get into it actually, but it's very close to Earth. So Horus was found really fast. Yeah. So maybe they didn't even have time to earn a name or given one. All I ever see mentioned about yeah. them was the 16th Legion. And because their name was given to themselves after the first pacification of Luna. Yeah. So that was even before they I guess really went on the Great started. Crusade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So fair they probably, enough. yeah, got that name. Pretty much right. Fast. Because they conquered Luna, yeah. Luna Wolves. Uh, just sense. in case you wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> the Where did the wolves part come from? They were famously <laughs> oh. called that um, they said, call off your wolves to oh. the to the Luna Wolves when they were uh, the 16th Legion when they were assaulting Luna mm. and so it's from that moniker that the whole idea of Luna Wolves mm. came into the idea now we know yeah the Thank- more you know <laughs> i'd love a good etymology of a name you know <laughs> <laughs> really fleshes up the history <laughs> really fleshes uh, it out so that's kind of the founding of the 16th Legion why don't we yeah it's pretty standard as with every other legion really yeah exactly yeah. and then uh, after that the Luna Wolves carry on with the great crusade um, so Horus being the first Primarch that they found during the Great Crusade, uh, and Chthonia, like you said, is close to Terra, conventional spacecraft could voyage there without the need of full warp jumps. So yeah, there's even yeah. talks of people journeying from Chthonia to Terra before the Great Crusade even started. Hmm. Like it's almost like they had a very close relationship with Earth. Yeah. yeah. I wonder too if, um, because of their proximity, like in real life, if there's an equivalent like Alpha Centauri is yeah, like, like is there star? really a place where they would theoretically they on. right? <laughs> I wonder, yeah. yeah. I mean, you see that planet over there with the hive sc- slums and uh, <laughs> I forget what other we way. Own everything the light touches, my son. <laughs> yeah. What about that planet? Dad? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's even when you think about it, though, like conventional engines themselves, yeah. it would still take. A long time. Years yeah. and years to travel to it. So I was, We always talk about that. The nearest one's like seven light years away or something. Something, long yeah. Long ways away. Far, far. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of hypothesized that even um, maybe a full warp jump wasn't required to go from star to star, hmm. but maybe they kind of did something like warp skipping, sure. how the tower are described to traverse yeah. their FTL. Yeah. And maybe they just suck it up too and take seven years. <laughs> yeah, maybe they there. just have these massive colonial yeah. ships. Is yeah. that what they call them? Uh, I've sure. generational ships Ooh, or whatever. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, and anything's possible in 40K. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that idea because it's almost like in real world when they found the new world and how those voyages across the ocean would take a long time and you kind of gear you up You effectively for it. abandon everything previously. Like you're never going to see your family again. You're yep. never even going to be able to talk to them again. Yeah. Right? So Yeah. But you're exploring the reaches of the galaxy. Exactly. So it's worth it. Um, anyways, since it would be many years before another Primarch would be found, Horus and the Emperor developed a very strong connection. This relationship between the two of them was much more akin to father and son than any other Primarchs would experience. And they spent about 30 years together um, and essentially laid out the framework that would become the Imperium. Yeah, they, they kind of like set the stones with each other. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of can't stress enough like the strength of the bond that was between Horus and the Emperor mm. was so much stronger than he had with any of his other quote-unquote sons. sons. Yeah. yeah, and he just had the most time to cultivate that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it said he, like, shared battle tactics and, like, wisdom to him. So it was really, like, a real relationship that he had. Yeah. yeah. 
Unlike I, me and my father. Oh. Go on. <laughs> uh, so I think we talked about this on our last listener lore, just about uh, time and uh, how a Terran year is actually a thousand days. Right. So now I'm just going back and reading all these timelines. And I'm like, that 30 years is them. now maybe 90 years that the Horus Emperor spent together conquering the galaxy. Right, yeah. 90 like, of our years. 90 yeah. of our years, yeah. Um, and yeah, it really, yeah. I don't know it if that's actually it. it. It really does. Like, that's the thing. They still might be using a standard 365-day yeah. year when doing this. It might be also a thousand days. Yeah. A lot of the times, I think if we were to go back and reevaluate the time frames and shift everything into that 1000 day period yeah. i think things would make a lot more sense sure. for us but it also would like the now all of a sudden the horse heresy isn't or the what was the horse heresy like 7 years yeah it's not like 7 that. years anymore yeah, like it's that. more than 2 decades yeah, yeah. which makes right? sense so, for a galaxy span ex- conflict yeah. 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 so things really kind of get put into perspective mm-hmm. if if you adopt that difference in time mm-hmm. yeah also, even the idea like premarks, they don't live normal human timelines, right? So ninety years for premark, he's not like an old man after yeah, that. Yeah, right? no, like, he's just I mean, as immortal, viral right? as yeah. when he was twenty, right? Which we could all hope to <laughs> to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm failing already. No, <laughs> no. Flag poor <laughs> knees. <laughs> um, but uh, since the Luna Wolves received their premark almost instantly and fought alongside the Emperor for many years, they saw themselves as the example of what all legions should strive for. Sounds kind of ultramarine if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> their uh, combat records were greater than any other legion at the time, and the early years of the Great Crusade are littered with glories and accolades earned by the savage Luna Wolves. Easy to do when you have a head start. I, just want to say. I mean, they really did. <laughs> and the Emperor. <laughs> yes. yeah. They really did have a head start on like, anyone else in terms of like, earning their identity and like building that reputation for themselves. I mean, their reputation started on Luna. Yeah, I guess. Eh? Yeah. So right away. Yeah. 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 So pales in comparison to the first, but <laughs> ah. <laughs> assuming you're talking about the dark angels. Yes. Yeah. Um, that secret chapter that nobody knows anything about. That will be on an episode <laughs> next, w- next week. Actually. No, I'm just kidding. Soon. To <laughs> Join us to derobe the dark angels. <laughs> Learn about their secrets. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. We're using that. That'll be the theme for it. <laughs> What's Full behind frontal. this chapter master's robe? <laughs> plasma pistol? <laughs> Why is it always plasma pistols and swords? It's shooting hot plasma now. <laughs> I love it. Um, back on track. Eventually, <laughs> the Emperor. On target. <laughs> Eventually, the Emperor would receive word that another of his sons had been found and left Horus and the Luna Wolves in charge of a large portion of the Imperial force. Horus excelled even as a commander of forces other than his Astartes, and his ability would be eventually given the title of War Master. Yeah, very cool. Um, he's the first War Master yes. of the Imperium. Other than the Emperor, of course. Did, did he ever actually I don't think he ever title? gives it to yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he technically was. He had all the responsibilities. The Emperor's not a warring guy. He's, no, he's, he's a lover. A nighter, not a <laughs> he's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> How many more lies can we spread about him? <laughs> the Emperor never killed nobody. Exactly. That's why we put the disclaimer at the end about facts. That's right. <laughs> You've covered it. Don't email us. <laughs> uh, yeah, so after the Great Crusade, after they've conquered pretty much the entire galaxy at that point, um, you know, we, we go into the next part, the Sons of Horus and the Horus Heresy. With his new title of War Master, Horus was would change the name of the legion to the Sons of Horus, 
to affirm to the entire galaxy, or Imperium, that the role he and his legion played in conquering the galaxy. Uh, their iconography would also be changed to the Eye of Horus. There's actually like a whole thing about changing their name. Yeah. Um, I think it was initially when the Emperor gave Horus the title of War Master, he suggested to Horus mm. that they change their name. And Horus was like, no, no, no. We are the Luna Wolves. That's our heritage. That's where... It's like, our brand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why would we change? Yeah. And it wasn't until a little while after... That one, you know... Sang- he's seen that nice teal green That's Sons right. of Horus color scheme. He saw the he, eye and he's like, man, that would look, that would look good. good. That would look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until uh, Sanguinius came and approached him and said, look, if you think that you're not getting like the respect that you deserve or mm. your legion, even themselves, they feel like they're not getting it, but they're never going to tell you that, you know? So he said, you need to change your name to the Sons of Horus, not only for yourself, but for your legion's sake, yeah. really. There was a little bit of animosity between some of the other legions that got passed over for War Master, Absolutely, for Primarch, yeah. so it created a little bit of tension, so... Horus had to assert himself in right. his position. Yes. These are like these are my sons. I am the war master. Yeah. Like I am leading the Great Crusade. Yeah. yeah. As Horus continued the work of the Great Crusade, he began to participate in the local customs of independent independent human planets that he would be that would be brought back into the Imperium. It was after encountering the planet Davin that the warrior lodges began to strongly infiltrate into the ranks of the Sons of Horus Legion. Uh, Warrior Lodges technically were already a thing, but after Davin, it seemed like Horus almost welcomed uh, his legion to participate in these secret clubs. And, like, these clubs were kind of, like, tests of fealty, you know? You you do things to get into the club. You make sure that, like, only people... It's it's a very exclusive club. It it was exclusive. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the... Another... First of all, people love exclusivity. They love the fact that they think that they have some access to something that someone else doesn't. Sure. Um, But another thing was... Uh, was really important in these clubs was the lack of rank. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, a captain wasn't a captain in these clubs. You yeah. could talk to him as if he was your brother. Because normally you never approach Captain Ezekiel Abaddon yeah. to tell him, like, the problems that you're having <laughs> in his company. You would never do that. Yeah. But in a warrior lodge, you kind of felt that freedom to do it. And Yeah, they, yeah, they really gave you that space to speak your mind? Uh, I mean, Weird. yeah. Like, I think the idea of the of yeah. warrior lodge is a really like beneficial thing yeah but unfortunately like as chaos does <laughs> it does what the do chaos do oh you know? and it corrupts <laughs> <laughs> are we starting a warrior watch can we yeah we yeah. is this can. not already a warrior watch? <laughs> yeah, i mean it's a, definitely a lodge i don't know about warrior <laughs> it's a podcasting lodge right. people on our discord already want us to fight in gladiatorial pits against lions oh yes say. Yeah, so. mountain lions pumas i believe christian <laughs> was, is going to be the first i will be the first i volunteer <laughs> also eight-year-old children uh, is going to be another thing you'll have to pit yourself against christian i think i can do it i think i can pull it off is it can you now when you know that these children are actually closer to 25 years old yeah. Uh-oh. And i believe your correct words were hundreds <laughs> 75. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. It was after Horus's second visit to Davin, where he was healed of an infected knife wound that Chaos began to rear its sinister head. After his healing, many sons of Horus remarked that his character had changed. Uh, If you're familiar with the Horus heresy at all, you'll know that the time spent in this serpent lodge where he was healed was Mm. pretty much like his first steps 
taken into the realm yeah. of chaos. Yeah. He was talking to a demon there that was disguised as a friend, but it was still a demon. Yeah. <laughs> and part of so. part of that might be at the Emperor's feet. Maybe if he had warned his son about these dangers, mm. he would have been able to see past the lies for what they were. So, I mean, it's it's really easy to ascribe blame, especially when you're sitting in the armchair a couple thousand years, <laughs> years away one. from it. So. <laughs> into the future. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's definitely the moment when, like, the idea of lodges, like, he already was welcoming them. Mm -hmm. And so to be taken into a serpent lodge, he's like, oh, it's just similar to my warrior lodge. Yeah. But really, there was a lie there about how it was a chaos worshiping lodge (laughs) and kind of like his willingness to deviate from the emperor's like, no, humanity is like, we're the right way. You shouldn't accept other people like that willingness kind of set made him a little more susceptible yeah, and, like, part of it, too, wasn't even him. Like, Horus was... Like, he was pretty much comatose at that yeah, point. So yeah, so, like, it, his warriors were like, yeah, like, we, we got to do whatever we can. Was it the Mornival that effectively made that decision? I yeah, believe it they were, like, de facto commanders. The, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like Abaddon was leading the charge, and Loken was the primary dissenter in that... Hmm. whole thing did you just name the two characters of the book and just that's right yeah, okay. <laughs> try to make it work uh, uh, yeah well, i mean that's about all i against. know <laughs> there's there's also little horse horse axmond yeah he was cool and torgadon um, yeah. torgadon also yeah. cool yeah uh that but, scene when he falls is just really cool shout out to the book where like they're so panicked because it's the first time a primark has been mortally wounded yeah so it's, one it's something no one's ever it's seen also before the war master yeah. yeah yeah there's the one scene where they like get him so he's been stabbed horse they get him back onto the flagship and there's a bunch of like uh remembrancers like there to like take pictures or whatever and the space marines come off the drop ship and they just plow through, through them, them. Like, like literally killing and maiming people just to get horse into like the yeah. med bay yeah because they're just like not having it no time for nothing I mean, like they're just single-minded. In my humble opinion, that's the right move. (laughs) Sometimes people could have got out of the way. It's not like they're whipping out chainsaws. No, yeah, they they were just literally in the way. It's like when the boulder's coming at you, you just step left. Yeah. (laughs) No, you run down the predetermined path. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way. Uh, Yeah, that is a very cool scene, and that's really early on in the Horus Heresy books too. You don't even have to slog through thirty books to find (laughs) that scene. You're gonna find that in In the first three books. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Uh, when Horace announced, so yeah, he he went into the Warrior Lodge and he was healed, but no one. Ooh, played. miraculously. <laughs> uh, so when Horace announced to his legion that w- they would be a- abandoning their oaths to the Emperor and the Imperium, the majority of the sons of Horace did not hesitate to join him. The other Astartes, those that remained loyal to the Emperor, reverted back to their old name of the Luna Wolves in iconography, iconography only to be destroyed during the events of Istvan Three. Allegedly. Uh, yeah. allegedly destroyed <laughs> for the most part yeah they're obvious yeah there were a couple that yeah. survived but yeah like the luna wolves were effectively stamped out yeah. during the what do they call that moment when the brothers turned on each other betrayal <laughs> <laughs> is that betrayal with a capital b yeah, yeah. Yes. the betrayal yeah the betrayal yeah so effectively like they were purging themselves of all their people that were just weren't willing to play yeah. play cards and like it, it goes back to like the warrior lodges like they would go into the warrior lodges and that's where they started in. the dissenting like yeah. are you willing to follow our primark to even, whatever end exactly yeah. even against maybe what the imperium yeah. would say yeah they test the waters out in these warrior lodges mm-hmm. in indict induct 
more people into these lodges that agreed with them and yeah. it, it just turned really into like a chaos serving cult yeah. and and the other thing they did too was also even Horus brought these warrior lodges to other legions well maybe not Horus, but like with Erebus I think it's a tradition the ward bearers, the ward bearers did a yeah. lot of the spreading yeah. Yeah, yeah. E- yeah so they weren't exclusive to this correct so there was already a network of people talking and scheming Already. Between legions, yeah. Yeah, we've definitely fast-forwarded a lot of this information. <laughs> yeah. He didn't immediately go from getting healed to declaring his like, betrayal. Failty yeah. to chaos. But yeah, there's a lot more in between. Well, that. I think I'm going to betray the emperor today. <laughs> <laughs> Wakes uh, up from his wound. All right, boys. <laughs> uh, the other really cool thing, too, is just like, yeah, like... Th- the emperor kind of sealed his fate too, even just with naming or encouraging the uh, Horus to rename to the sons of Horus. Like it's just one more step showing that like the sons of Horus are Horus's men. Like mm. they belong to him first, right? First, yeah, yeah. It's it was his fault for placing so much faith in Horus without actually educating him on the dangers of what he was facing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you'll do great, my son, but never, like, don't worry about all the things that are going to try and corrupt you. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) Just forget about it. (laughs) After the culmination of the Horus heresy, Horus was obliterated from existence by the... Oh, spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't finished the Horus heresy novel series. The Siege of Terror is still coming out. so. (laughs) So Horus was obliterated from existence by the power of the Emperor after having dealt a mortal wound to the Master of Mankind. And the Sons of Horus crumpled under the knowledge that they had completely and utterly failed to destroy the Imperium. Um, I don't know about you guys, but old school 40k, I remember the the fight between the Emperor and Horus. Obviously, it was never fully written out. There was it one was, was, yeah. Written. It was like, yeah. was it? Really yeah, early man. on. So am I remembering, because you know what I'm about to say. But, I'm not sure, but go on. Okay. <laughs> when I used to think about the fight between Horus and the Emperor, and mm-hmm. it talked about how the Emperor like finally gave up hope for Horus and decided to erase him. He was erased like body, soul, spirit. Everything that Horus ever was, was removed from existence. Yeah. And that's how I remember it. And is that how it's described in whatever story you guys are talking about? Man, it's been like 10 years at least since I've read it. And it was in like... It was was like a white door for some other side publication. Okay, that makes sense because I don't ever remember seeing that in a book. Yeah. Yeah. It might even nowadays be in like that uh, Horse Heresy picture book anthology collection thing. or I think it's called Visions. Visions. Visions of Heresy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes they had a couple stories in there. Um, Yeah, I can even picture it. Like it has all the text on one side and then the image on the other side, like side by side. Is it the classic image of like... Yeah, the old old image of it. Um, But nowadays, his body actually remained and it was taken and entombed on uh, Demon World Malium Malium or whatever. Mm. And eventually, you know, Fabius Bile would get his gribbly little hands (laughs) on him and stuff. Um, But I, I must say... I liked the idea of him being obliterated from existence more so than his empty husk of a body left behind. Yeah. Yeah. And and too, it just, it shows how powerful the emperor is too. Just like he was fucking around. And then when he made up his mind, it's like, okay, no, you're you're done. You're done. Horus. Like this is not it. Anything that really kind of puts the emperor and his power level beyond the understanding of what Mm -hmm. we have. I'm a fan of. Because I think that people try to trivialize what he's capable of, and they say, well, he's on the throne, so really, is he that strong? Well, he it's... was, you motherfucker, okay? <laughs> he still is. Yeah. But I, I, like, I appreciate things that do that, and yeah. it feels like that kind of is 
anytime that kind of backtracks on, and it might not even have been real. It might have been my own <laughs> headcanon. Sure. No, um, I, f- I vaguely remember what you're talking about too, about him being like, yeah, his soul, everything just Everything is just gone. There's no, yeah. there was no proof that he had ever existed. Well, okay. <laughs> Besides like Hold on. people's memories yeah. and stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's not no like physical, he was truly. But what if your memories were all altered? <laughs> what if he never existed and you thought he did? <laughs> is the horse heresy even real? <laughs> It's the Dornian heresy <laughs> now. Oh, <my> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's just a little, little tidbit. Thank, thank you. You're welcome. I like when things are completely destroyed, <laughs> utterly, utterly <laughs> from existence. Right. Let's list other things that are completely <laughs> and utterly destroyed and will never come back. Uh, Sanguinius. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no. <laughs> Ferris Manus. <laughs> Rokeltor. <laughs> Conrad bo- Cruz. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there is a difference between being utterly destroyed, like your soul gone. Because yes. when you die, usually your soul in 40K goes into the warp or goes somewhere, right? Yeah. A soul stone, something like that. But to have horses, yeah, there is like horse cannot be resurrected by the chaos gods. His soul can't be put into another body or yeah. Yeah. turned into a demon prince. can't bring him back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing can bring him back. Which theoretically, as much as I wouldn't like this, Sanguinius, you know, his soul is somewhere. It's got to yeah. be somewhere. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Christian? It can stay there. I want it to stay there. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. There's a difference. Yeah. That's that's a tangent. <laughs> that could be a huge tangent. I want to fight you on this, but... But we'll save it for a different episode. We yeah. have more stuff to talk about, actually. Um, so the point we're at now is the Emperor had struck Horus down. Horus dealt a mortal wound to the Emperor. An in, immortal wound. Something, a mortal wound to anyone else, but not mortal <laughs> to the Emperor. Because yeah, he's still alive. Yes. So. It's not exactly mortal, but it's approaching mortal. Uh, you, know? you ever think we should just primarisify the Emperor? Maybe that will get him off the throne? Put, him, put like a little gene any seed other, in him? Put yeah, him any the other like, person that is mortally wounded, you just give him Primaris upgrade, so, and now boom. Do you put... First of all, which legions? Great Knights. Yeah, because it's just his <laughs> it's own, his own yeah. right? So, <laughs> so, I mean, that was my... <laughs> Wavelength, Mark. <laughs> okay, um, so now we're going to get into the section where we're going to talk about the Black Legion and the Long War. So the Sons of Horus were the first to abandon the Siege of Terra, almost is immediately following the death of their <laughs> Primarch. Um, they just whipped themselves out of Terra and left all the other forces of chaos there, mm-hmm. which earned them the hatred and disgust of every other traitor legion. Like these guys are now the black sheep. Yeah. Of so that's where they the got traitors. the black legion moniker from. Oh no 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 no. Oh okay, we're, we're still getting <laughs> we're, we're gonna get there. Don't <laughs> okay, worry. Okay yeah. okay. Uh, the traitor forces were harried away from the solar system uh, for seven years before they were finally pushed back into the Eye of Terror. Uh, This was called the Great Scouring, where all Chaos forces throughout the galaxy were pushed out of Imperium-controlled space. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that the Ultramarines actually had played a huge part in removing a lot of the Chaos forces, just because their numbers were not really diminished. Yeah, it's easy to do when you skip out on the biggest fight. I mean, thank goodness, though, (laughs) that someone had the numbers capable of doing that. Or else maybe Chaos would have just held its ground even further. Good yeah. thing Reboot Gilliman tactically withheld his forces. <laughs> tactically, <laughs> though. Bearing so himself the... <laughs> if you add the word tactical before any decision, it's totally it's fine. fine. <laughs> uh, now in the Eye of Terror, 
Many of the forces of chaos blamed the sons of Horus and their fast withdrawal for their loss at Terra and would openly attack any they came across. Yeah. yeah they're just like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. You're the reason we lost, so you deserve to die. Yeah. Cowards. Cowards. During the Legion War, uh, chaos forces battled amongst themselves for planets and resources within the Eye, and the old sons of Horus were consistently targeted during these battles. Now, the Legion War is a whole thing, yeah. but again, we're not going to talk about that right here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot. But it did kind of have this cool uh, end result, and that's out of the ashes of this Legion War, Abaddon, first captain of the sons of Horus, rose up to claim ownership of his fragmented and broken legion. He scrubbed Horus from them in every way he could to distance himself and the legion from Horus's failure. He called himself War Master. Mm. Um, oddly enough, he actually didn't do a very great job of, well, I, in my opinion, mm. he didn't do a great job of actually distancing himself <laughs> if you just mm, take the same from title. them. So he took the same title. Yeah. But not only that, he decided to change their icon uh, into the eight-pointed star with the fucking eye in, <laughs> in the, the middle. middle. <laughs> Horus. So he's like, I'm just going to add eight points onto this eye. And it, costs, it costs a lot to rebrand. Right? <laughs> so it's a cheaper like, alternative. They've already done it twice <laughs> in their history. Their they budget can't... is blown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they only had so much money. <laughs> Black paint is also the cheapest <laughs> you can come across in the Imperium. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so their armor was made black, and their symbol was altered to become the eight-pointed star of chaos with the eye still in the middle. Mm-hmm. And they were reborn as the Black Legion. Bum, bum, bum. The arc rivals. Ooh. You should also mention that. And with the distancing of brands here, he also took Horace's claw. Oh, yeah. Which oh, also yeah. Does, yeah, yes. doesn't help. Another thing that he kept from Horace. I, I wonder what happened to Horace's, like, hammer. The uh, mall? Yeah. The big... Morningstar? Yeah, I don't yeah. think I ever read anything about what happened to that. Hmm. I don't know. Someone's listening. And they know. <laughs> they're, screaming yeah, they're screaming internally. The, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, this one I will allow the exactly. email. Exactly. Yes. Definitely email us if you know what happened to the hammer. Um, from that point on, Abaddon the Despoiler has focused himself on the destruction of the Imperium and the death of the Emperor. For the past 10,000 years, he has engaged the Imperium in the Long War, over 13 Black Crusades. Mm-hmm. And his greatest accomplishment ever came at the climax of the 13th Black Crusade, where his efforts brought forth the Cicatrix Maledictum, ripping the galaxy in half and allowing chaos to continuously and unendingly, vigorously, <laughs> passionately, Pas- you know there's passion <laughs> in there, diseasedly, hmm, I suppose, angrily, yeah, destinally. <laughs> How many more chaos things can I? Uh, but yeah, they're constantly now just exiting out of this rip in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Like so, horse or horse died, and Abaddon was able to retake the Legion. He did a bunch of shit during the Legion Wars to like prove that he Man, now. Another thing that we're so quickly glossing yeah, yeah. over. Just, just a little teaser. Did you know that there was uh, clones of Horus? Stupid little Fabius Bile and his grimly little science experiments. Yeah, when the Legion took Horus's body back to Malium, which was a demon world effectively in the Eye of Terror, and they entombed him on it, eventually Fabius Bile took his body and built the clones. Son of a bitch. Yeah, which is crazy. 
That's what I try to do when I go grave robbing. <laughs> How successful are you? Not yet, but I will be one day. <laughs> oh. You all better look out. Uh but yeah, he was able to. Uh, Abaddon was able to take and like reforge the Black Legion, and nowadays it's the biggest legion, the most dangerous. It's the iconic legion, you know. Yeah. Um, oftentimes you hear like civilians in 40k, like when people are writing stories, they they seem to have a a wide knowledge of 40k. You know, they know legion names. Sure. Like individual insignias yeah. and what they mean. <laughs> yeah. Or even color palettes. Like exactly. But no standard citizen would know that except right. for the Black Legion. Like especially if you're around the Eye of Terror, they're whispered of in like in fear and dread you're, yeah you're in constant like, threat mm-hmm. of invasion from them you know who they are they are the baddest of the bad you would maybe even like know the names of some of the more like more reviled like just imagine ones. like if you found you out a bad in, you, <laughs> someone mentioned that the vengeful spirit has been seen Ooh. you're fucked <laughs> you're fucked yeah <laughs> like run for the hills <laughs> also the hills are about to be turned into glass <laughs> so <laughs> that's nice <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then he was able to basically, you know, he launches his 13 Black Crusades. We did episodes on those. Those were great. Hands um, down, some of my fi- the most favorite episodes we've ever done were on mm-hmm. the Black Crusades. Yeah, so go go listen to them, too. You'll find out so much more awesome information about the Black Legion there, too. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, now they've ripped the galaxy in half. That's on them. That's on they them. Did yeah, <laughs> they did this. They did that. But what are they up to today, Christian? Well, after the formation of the Great Rift, <laughs> Christian got lost. Yeah, Abaddon set his sights on Vigilus, one of the only stable. <laughs> I was reading one point ahead, and I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> so Abaddon set his sights on Vigilus, one of the only stable routes through the Rift, separating the Imperium Nihilus and Sanctus. Um, he presu- he presumed goal. His presumed goal is to use the Blackstone to cut off any stable warp routes that connect the two Imperiums. Okay. Very so Mark, as Mark and I were reading, we're writing this and we're going through it. We're kind of trying to see like what's like the, the yeah. goal or whatever. Yeah. What is the fourteenth Black Crusade? Exactly. Like, like... What what's Abaddon's next target? Mm-hmm. You know, and how crazy. And I'm just gonna double check something before I actually get into this. You guys want to hear a story? No, okay, I'm good. Okay, perfect. Because um, <laughs> I didn't have a story. No, no, no. <laughs> so the idea, like, there's the old adage, divide and conquer. Yeah. So if Horus's goal is to turn the galaxy into more, or not Horus, if Abaddon's goal is to turn the galaxy into more bite-sized, manageable pieces, <laughs> I must say he has done an amazing job Yeah. at cutting off <laughs> half of the Imperium from the light of the Astronomicon, and then of all of a sudden, he's cutting off warp, stable warp throughs mm-hmm. through the Cicatrix Maledictum. The Imperium Nihilus is just ripe fruit, waiting for yeah. him to pluck it and eat. Exactly. I just, man, the more I read about Abaddon and the more I try and get into his shoes and what's going through his head, yeah. he is an absolute <laughs> badass. <laughs> yeah, you got to read the books. Uh, if anyone wants Ugh. to send us those books, Eric will read them. Too. I will not only read them, I will devour yeah. those <laughs> He'll eat the pages after he reads <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Soak them more in barbecue please. sauce and just slide them down my throat. I want to I ingest them in every way possible. <laughs> Insert um, them in every orifice. Now, how awesome! Whoa! <laughs> well, these are books, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be you can stupid. Roll a piece of paper. <laughs> uh, but how awesome would it be for like the 14th Black Crusade 
if it was Abaddon and the Black Legion and the Forces of Chaos versus the Blood Angels and Dante as ruler of the Imperium Nihilus. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that I could, would, that's his next primary target. Like, that's what I would assume as yeah. well. Like, that's the easiest one for you. And imagine the blow if yeah. all of a sudden you blanketed that half mm. in the screams of its civilians. <laughs> people weeping in horror and you're just bringing more and more demons into it and the imperium can't even like come to effectively defend it yeah oh i just i want it culminating <laughs> in a battle between abaddon and dante and they clash and abaddon <gasps> deals a mortal wound to dante and dante in his dying breath looks up sees sanguinius's golden face and then bam gets turned into a primaris marine <laughs> and then yes! fights, fights abaddon again yes yes <laughs> Who wins? Nobody. Stay on damn, damn it. <laughs> but that being said, that would be sweet. That would be awesome. <laughs> Games Workshop, if you're listening, <laughs> the things I will do to mm-hmm. make sure that happens are almost immeasurable. <laughs> I like a little passion. Oh. Very, very passionate. Yeah, I had, I was so stupid as I, as I was writing this and reading it and kind of forming my thoughts about it. I just had this whole cinematic <laughs> experience, yeah, a vision even. Play oh, over vision. myself. I kind of was just shaking in my chair, foaming you know? from his yeah. lips. <laughs> Megan starts banging on the door. Eric, Eric. <laughs> There's chanting coming from the room. Oily smoke is pouring out from under the door as I'm overtaken in my vision. The the building starts shaking uh-huh. that we live in. The sun goes dark for yeah. a moment. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> All good things. All great <laughs> things. Amazing things. Uh, ah. Wow, does, does anyone else have uh, anything they want to add? <laughs> um, About what's cool in the story of the Black Legion and I the can't, We can't top what you just did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly. Nothing yeah. you can say. I've been in a creative mood recently. <laughs> Someone tried to tell me on the Discord today that it's Im- not impossible, but orders w- of Sisters of Battle would never fall. And I wrote so angrily, you better believe I'm going to write a story of an order falling to chaos. <laughs> How dare you? No, uh, it's canically that only one, one. has fallen. I, that bugs me I know. so me much. I just... Anyways, this is not a Sisters of Battle episode. <laughs> no, this is a Blood Angels episode. We're talking about oh, that's Dante right. and the Blood Angels. <laughs> that's another episode we should really do. The Imperium Nihilus. That'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll just put that in the future notes here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Along with the other six pages of future notes that we yeah. might have ideas for. It's uh, looking like it's going to be January 2062. When oh, that one, that one will if be you're lucky. <laughs> That's soon TM. <laughs> uh, yeah, a- anyone else? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I didn't know what the Black Legion were really up to. Like, yeah, obviously they're just raiding stuff and, you know, causing havoc. But when you read that line, like, yeah, they're really trying to separate so good but i I think um vigilus is characterized i think it's a fortress world Mm. there's like a special classification of imperium world that vigilus has been given and i think there's only two other planets that have this classification and all of them are stable points through the cicatrix maledictum when you think about there only being like two or three points through this thing that is not hard for chaos to just especially because they're in the cicatrix maledictum right so they're like such easy points yeah. for chaos to have access to so yeah it should not be hard for chaos to shut that down mm-hmm. they ran the campaign the vigilus campaign right yes i like that eye roll 
<laughs> Do you know what happened in it? Uh, like the end point yeah. of it? Um, so I believe the end was inconclusive. I know Harkin showed up and I know Calgar showed up. I don't believe Rabute ever showed up on Vigilus itself, but I believe the end was now it's just a stalemate. Yeah. Which effectively means that the Imperium still has access to it, right. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, those worlds. So are... your visions were a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just wrong right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, those worlds are called Sentinel Worlds. Sentinel Worlds. And it's a new the... classification of Imperial worlds that were introduced by Lord Commander Gilliman in the aftermath of the Great Rift's creation. Right, right, right. They're designed to serve as. E- Invo- Whoa, that's a word. Invoyable? Invoyable. Bulkworks. Bulwarks against the horrors besetting the Imperium Nihilus. Beyond and the there's galaxy. only two of them, right? Two that are known. So far. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's not very hard for Chaos to just stop the taps of the Imperium reinforcements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In case anyone was wanting to know my source for that, it's 500 facts for 500 stores! Exclamation point. And this is fact 45 and 46. Fun fact, this is all true. <laughs> Warhammer would never lie <laughs> to prove a point. Um, yeah, so I think, though, a- any other points we had to share? Just on the Black Legion structure, um, I don't know if you guys will mention later, but they're not exclusively composed of Sons of Horus. Oh, slash we are going to talk about okay. their gene seeds and like culture and beliefs. More about... Uh, do you have any, we have any, uh, any other thoughts about the Black Crusade or the formation of the Black Legion? Even if you had thoughts about Sons of Horus or Luna Wolves, this would be an okay time. Huh. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't got nothing. I, I think you. I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah. Cool. Well, we are actually going to take a quick break, um, but we will be right back. Ever wonder if we're alone in the universe? Do you find yourself staring into the night sky, theorizing about the existence of aliens? Once you start asking the question, are we alone? Do you start to question, well, everything else? Who? What? Where? Why? Aliens. Alien Theorist Theorizing is a comedy podcast where your neighborhood armchair alien theorists theorize. Why would we want to leave Earth? Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? (laughs) We're talking about space exploration, UFOs, extraterrestrials, cryptozoology, supernatural, and conspiracy theories. He's not an owl! It ends right there! He's never been an owl! So join us, the alien theorists, as we wade through the BS and get inspired by the possibilities. With open minds and open beers. New episodes every Friday. Listen to Alien Theorists Theorizing free on Spotify. And welcome back. Hmm. Uh, I, it's weird doing that. We've never done that before. Where we stop for a minute <laughs> and then just sit here awkwardly as we look into each other. Sure. Search each other's souls yeah. almost. Yeah. Well, it's done. So let's never do that again. <laughs> uh, but if you want to, uh, obviously, those guys at Alien Theorist Theorizing, pretty cool guys. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked to them a couple times. They're pretty fun. So go check out that podcast. Very cool stuff. 
All right, uh, let's get back into the Black Legion. We've kind of covered their history, their formation, mm-hmm. kind of the, the big turning points for them and what's kind of determined their character and personalities. Now let's get into a little more minutiae, if you would. Gene seed. Uh, and I think let's Christian's going to Christian's gonna, yeah, right, take sure. the... Gene seed is my favorite seed. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> she didn't say come. <laughs> Will you take my gene seed? <laughs> Carrot seeds are my favorite seeds. <laughs> I like to plant people. Eric. <laughs> and harvest? I will re- harvest their harvest. Seed. <laughs> All right. Gene seed. During the Great Crusade, the Luna Wolves were said to have one of the purest gene seeds of any of the legions. Some even speculated that the Luna Wolves themselves were better than other legionaries due to the potency of the gene seed and its effects, much like mine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Being derived from Horus, the quote-unquote greatest Primarch, which many may debate. Yeah, what's the, like, actual measurement of greatest versus not greatest? Is it, like, number of worlds conquered? Is that what they why they call him the greatest? Or is it because he was War Master? No, they do all manner of tests. They've conquered worlds to claim. They've forged weapons, kissing contests. They do all manner of things. How to good are out. the Sons of Horus at hugging? Yeah. All <laughs> you know. manner of different activities they do. All right. So, objectively. They, objectively, they are the best. We can say that. All we right. Can say, after all our testing yeah. is complete, yes. we have concluded that <laughs> Horus is concluded. the greatest hugger. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's his head, really. Being able to rub it is oh. <laughs> really nice. Enhances experience. <laughs> if uh, only one Bob is listening, mm-hmm. I imagine that's what also it would be like to hug you. <laughs> don't say that to our listeners. <laughs> like, we're joking a lot about the legal team of Lorehammer. We don't have one. Oh, right. <laughs> we yeah, are sorry. like, we can't be doing that. <laughs> we're going to get sued. <laughs> we're going to get sued. All right. Uh, back to Gene Seed. After the fall of the legions to chaos, the Black Legion Space Marines started to exhibit random genetic mutations and instabilities. The regular practice among the legions Astartes of seeking demonic possession may also have accelerated the effect. However, much mutations are seen as a mark of favor from the chaos gods and are generally displayed with pride by the Black Legion Astartes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every legion kind of has a different, or traitor legion has a different outlook of how they're affected by the chaos god and their mutations, mm-hmm. and then they how they view them is differently. Like uh, Thousand Suns, it was really bad, yeah, to have mutations. Yeah, but yeah like there was theirs were like rampant and out of control. Right. Yeah, like turns you into a mindless mm-hmm. beast. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> assuming that like that level of mutation is definitely seen also sure. in the Black Legion. Sure, but they might kind of venerate that and be like yeah. you are consumed by chaos yeah. you know you're blessed to have that much chaos flowing into, into your body you. yeah. yes yeah. yeah and then there's other legions like the iron warriors who you reject know it. reject it mm-hmm. they even kill like mutations and stuff they yeah. don't pass that They'll hack off limbs that are mutating right yeah, like so yeah it's good to know that every legion kind of has its own viewpoint of what yeah. they are um, these gene seed mutations have made it harder, but nowhere near impossible for the Black Legion to maintain their numbers, which has led to the Legion to use different methods, including abducting other Astartes and reconditioning them into the Legion, or using captured loyalist gene seed, among other ways. Many of these methods are, quote, standard across most Legions. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting thing about, um, like, the Black Legion is they they use gene seed from everywhere you can be in the black if legion. ever there was chimeric gene seed yeah. it's in the black exactly legion. yep you want an imperial fist black legion guy i guess you can have that and i won't even mm-hmm. i won't even make fun of you 
Not even a little bit. I would... This is a little brain fart right mm-hmm. now. I would love to see a Black Legion warband where all of them wear portions of their old armor, mm. but it's desecrated. Yeah, yeah. like scratched so, like, out, exactly. like but chained up. Like and, they change it to like make it look like these legions are worshiping chaos now. Yeah. So you have like the Imperial Fist on like your shoulder pad, but the fist now has the eye around it or something. Yeah. Or there's it's like holding the eight pointed point Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cause that makes, that's totally like personal characteristic. That's exactly how I would see these guys is mm-hmm. they're willing to desecrate what they used to hold most sacred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even on their whole gene seed business, like they can also recruit other space Marines wholesale too sure. into yep. their ranks, right? Like, Hey, you heard of chaos before? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe not um, even. Hey, you're about to hear about chaos. <laughs> they knock on your door like a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you heard of our Lord and Savior <laughs> Horace Looper call? Because <laughs> he's breaking down your walls. <laughs> Terminator walking. <laughs> Worshiping so chaos. Let's start now. the demon possession <laughs> first, little girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the final point is, just, yeah, just because you're part of the Black Legion doesn't guarantee that you come from horses genetic lineage you yeah. could be from anywhere anything yeah there now, there are tons of black legion guys who have world eaters who had who were in the world eaters during the horse heresy who are now black legion right yeah. um swearing fealty too yeah you don't necessarily even have to be like a big conversion process to be like hey i used to be a world leader but i work for abaddon now i'm exactly and they look really cool i like how they paint Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there yeah. are usually crossbreed colors, right? They're yeah, like, they'll leave their head red. helmet red and the rest will be black if they're yeah. corn berserkers or whatever. Yeah, I like that mix-up. I like how Abaddon has kind of embraced that idea that chaos is just going to be chaos. And he's like, I don't care where you come from. Like, if you're part of my warband, you're part of my warband, and right. we're just going to fuck shit up. <laughs> Abaddon. <laughs> Abaddon for Warmaster. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, now... I have a, a question. So, like a lot of, especially in the Imperium, they yeah. kind of hold their gene seed to a sacred standard, and they like won't hear things said about their gene sire. Is his willingness to accept everyone maybe stem from the fact that he really doesn't give a shit about Horace, and he even views Horace as like a failure? Hmm. Like, does does that carry on down? Do you think he m- treats people differently? based on what their gene sire is from does he also have a little bit of self-hatred for the fact mm. that he shares that genetic connection with horace and he can never actually get rid of it yeah those are interesting thoughts yes both of you are staring at me <laughs> so I'm, let's I'm con- move on yeah no no it's no. great thoughts yeah. i'm just con- obviously i don't have an answer for it right but, yeah. Just, yeah it'd yeah. be cool to see that explored maybe yeah, in a book yeah. or something where you get into horse's psyche or not horse Abaddon's psyche yeah Yeah, and just be like maybe like a font of infinite hatred is if he always hates himself right he could never run out of that true it gives him more power yeah yeah yeah. because yeah hatred is a big thing we'll even see it later about how they're uh kind of like the black legion is constantly trying to inspire fear and hatred Mm. into its own ranks because that's just fuel for chaos yeah and power um yeah i'd like to explore the difference between his like process and his thoughts on accepting everyone versus like a thousand sons is still only accepting thousand sons walk yeah. into their like into their Ranks. legion right yeah. yeah same with i believe most of the other traitor legions and in the yeah, imperium most of them, yeah obviously you would never see them accepting like the wrong gene seed into their own ranks yeah. there's also an element of necessity too um when you just you're conducting this long war 
yeah you get the recruits wearing in wherever you can right yeah. so yeah. there's there's also that there's a practical side of it too i guess and i think that's a good point to be made i just i wonder if his like maybe he doesn't give the great assignments to people with like his own gene seed so i wonder if that favoritism has ever shown i don't in, know if in, that's the case yeah i don't yeah. know because we know a lot about like the higher ranking lieutenants of the legion and there are some holdovers from even the sons of horse and okay so i don't know if he would like degrade or denigrate someone because they have horses gene seed but. yeah i don't think he does because like if you <clears throat> we're going to talk about like different things like the easy carry on and also the chosen of abaddon like they come from different legions and these are like as a carry on we'll get into it sure uh but i think like um the Black Legion themselves as a whole, definitely, like, if you have the Black Legion gene seed, I think you're looking down on everybody else. Hmm. Like, um, you always hear, like, the, you know, the veterans of the long war. Like, you hear that moniker a lot. Like, That's that, true. That means something They're to special. them. special. That yeah. means something that you were there fighting the emperor, you know. Yourself. Still, yeah. And, yeah. Okay. I could see it being... A little, a little bit like that. Little bit prejudice if you're not in the black legion, I mean, like yeah. Horace's gene seed. I feel like every space marine has some prejudice. Has to. Every space marine believes that their father is the best father. Mm-hmm. No imperial fist out there is going to be like, yeah, I like Rogel Doran, but man, that reboot, I sure <laughs> wish I was an ultramarine, you know? Uh, oh, well, then you clearly haven't read the sixth edition space marine codex where they said every legion which aspires is, to aspires be. Aspires to be. <laughs> Ultramarines. Yeah. No! And that is canon. <laughs> or the introduction to the Space Marines movie that also reinforces that idea. No. So, the greatest of these. Refuse. <laughs> refuse. <laughs> yeah. There's my dissension. Ah, perfect. Cool. Uh, do we want to talk any more about Gene Seed? For them? I think I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as I'm aware, like their Gene Seed, they still have the ability to spit acid. I couldn't find anything that said they were lacking any Gene Seed. Interesting. Obviously, like it's all mutated. Like, yeah. So there's not <laughs> going to be a benchmark for them. Yeah. yeah. But it probably means that there are some Gene Seeds where you could find a full set of the 19. Exactly. Right. And then there's going to be the the next guy who is implanted with the same Gene Seed as you. <clears throat> More than half of his don't work, sure, because of <laughs> demonic possession and, and you know proximity to the eye and all that stuff. So Radiation, faulty <laughs> medical equipment. <laughs> Oops, just dropped a little scalpel into his body. Oh, that's gone. <laughs> yeah. You could just reach in there and get it. No, no, we no, can't no. go in there. <laughs> it's done now. Stitch him up. It is finished. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about their combat doctrines. Uh, the Astartes way of war, waging war, is a violent, brutal, and quick affair. Clad in Baroque power armor and wielding the deadly bolter and chainsword, an Astartes is an unstoppable force bent on their enemy's destruction. In addition, each individual legion has its own idiosyncrasies and character, the product of their gene seed and unique warrior culture. Yeah. A lot of that is going to be a holdover from uh, their Primarch, right? Their Primarch, their homeworld where they recruit from. Like, yes. these guys recruit from Chthonia. Like, they have some very distinct character traits and even physical traits, too, I think. Yeah, um, like I'm genetics. To, yeah. I don't know what there is. A lot of the Male genetics, pattern baldness is not A lot one. of the genetics <laughs> in um, Sons of Horus that would constantly hear is that Horus is, like gene seed was particularly potent and that a lot of them looked like yeah they would carry on his facial features yes yeah yeah. 
So hmm. I, I think that's normally what I hear when I when I think of like genetic heritage yeah. from them is that they looked like Horus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, like uh you know, they come from warrior planets, so they take all those culture or traditions too and uh, all that. So in the case of the Sons of Horus, they specialize in the application of overwhelming force directed to where the foe is was the weakest. Horus's preferred tactic of ripping out the throat of the enemy. Um you know, when you just go in and you just fuck up the command structure. These shattering blows were used to utterly destroy enemy command cadres, vital strategic support structures, and wreak terrible slaughter on the pride of an enemy's forces, <clears throat> often turning the tide of an entire conflict with a single, well-placed, and savage attack. Let's see if we can find moments in history where Abaddon has used that tactic himself. Okay, so the very first Horus Heresy book... You know, they all deep strike into the that emperor's <laughs> throne room. What? And they fuck him up. We t- we're talking about the Horus Heresy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah, no, like the very first uh, book, there's a scene there where um, they set it up like you're they, they write it so you think this is the final battle between them and the emperor. But it's just some other rebel empire that. Right. Um, but yeah, they basically teleport in. Kill the command structure. Yeah. That's all. Then they're then they're done. I believe they do it on Ulanor. They do it on Ulanor. Sure. Um, I believe that I could definitely put Abaddon's fight with like his Black Crusades, where he does like one move in an yeah. attempt to turn the entire tide. Like yeah. he destroys Cadia. That's huge. Yeah. Opening the Cicatrix Maledictum. Like it take him a long time to set up, but that's one move right there. Shutting off the gates at Vigilus. Like, he's going for the weak points yeah. in the Imperium for maximum effectiveness. He's not trying to be a blunt weapon heading straight for Terra. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like that you can kind of see this carried on in the campaigns that he chooses to fight. So yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. There's probably a bunch of other examples, too. It'd be cool. Yeah. I wonder if how- only we had people in this room that knew stuff about 40K. If only. Yeah. But... Never picked You're up stuck a 40K with book us, in my life. dear listeners, so <laughs> we tread ever onward. <laughs> uh, even on a personal level, the Sons of Horus took this merciless doctrine to heart, and like the wolves they were once named for, were swift to exploit a foe's weakness, surrounding and brutally tearing apart an outnumbered or exposed enemy before they could recover from the shock of the assault. I love that image. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you this, can just picture the savageness. Them, like, yeah, and like they're all just so in sync and aware, just like the pack of wolves, and yeah. like yeah, this, they've been fighting together for thousands of years. <laughs> they know each other's movements. They know exactly what they're going for. Yeah, yeah, and they're. I, I like the thought that Abaddon has just surrounded himself with people that believe in him mm. and are like fully you behind can do it, him. One, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got Giving him those back. those words of encouragement, yeah, you know, yes. that he needs. That's what Horace lacked, and that's why Horace <laughs> failed. <laughs> he didn't surround himself with good friends. No, the Morneval did not do their job. <laughs> <laughs> no, they let, uh, what was that word bearer? Eberus. Was it Erebus who yeah. was speaking in his ear? It wasn't a different? No, it was okay. Erebus. Yeah, they let Erebus get too close and shut out all the rest of them. Right? That's where the failure started. Yeah. Anyways, um, the combat doctrines... Um, something about the Black Legion is that they're also willing to use whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. They don't have, like, uh, prejudice against using heavy artillery. Sure. Or lightning-fast attacks or prolonged sieges. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They are, they are the masters of all warfare, for yeah. sure. Um, a lot of that, I think, stems from the fact that they're willing to accept 
space marines and like recruits from wherever so mm. no matter what you're comfortable with or what you're knowledgeable there's a about, place for you in the black exactly, legion <laughs> yeah, they'll find a place that is like good fit for you obviously if you're a rank and file trader guard they don't give a shit what you're comfortable <laughs> with but you're a, cannon fodder you'll yeah, always exactly. be cannon fodder as a space yes, marine maybe they ask <laughs> the so. space marine like what do you know what are you good at let's yeah. put him in a unit that is a, he's going to be effective at yeah. so yeah, I can yeah. see that happening. You, you often get this image when you're talking about like trader marines of this like roving band of you know, insane people. Uh huh. But like they're using tactics. The Black Legions. There's some cool battles in the the Fall Acadia book. Uh, I read a couple inserts of just like how tactical they were in blast. It was cool. That's all. That's my story. Thanks yeah, for coming. I agree. That I was think, a story I, I wanted to tell late earlier, but you guys didn't let me. I think there's a misconception <laughs> on the fact that people think they're just a bunch of mad lads running around, <laughs> shooting their bolt guns into the air, throwing their chainswords at people. And it's yeah. not the case. Yeah. It might be sometimes. Yeah. But I think they definitely have the ability to outmaneuver, outthink, outplay anyone that they can come against. Especially so. if one of their like actual commanders is like in charge, like Abaddon or oh, one of his. If like, he's there, you're on. you've effectively been outplayed since the beginning. <laughs> so uh, one of the cool thing with the Black Legion is they're they're known for having like a lot of suit of Terminator armor, lots of Terminator suits, and really using that deep strike. So very cool. Yeah, yeah. rip out the throat. Yeah, like yeah. The you can teleport the your heaviest infantry yeah. on top of the enemy commander. Uh, <laughs> into even. Into them, yes. <laughs> claw your yeah. way out. Yeah. <laughs> just the, the claw of Horus just bursts out of the enemy commander. Oh my god. Uh, I'm here for that. <laughs> Sorry, I spat all over my computer screen while okay. I... It means you're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's kind of their combat yeah. doctrines, kind of how they choose to play out. Less... And, and yeah, like... The Black Legion is such a one last thing. The Black Legion is such a vast legion, hundreds of thousands of members. Like, you'll come up with any tactic you want. Yeah. You, you don't have to feel pigeonholed with them. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Any kind of theme you want to build an army or a list around for Black Legion is pretty thematic. Yeah, you'll find a warband that that'll work. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk now about some of the cultures and beliefs. Uh, we're going to mention some things that were in their sort of Luna Wolves, Sons of Horus days, mm -hmm. and a lot of things that are also in their Black Legion days. Yeah, and how they came to that decision. Mm -hmm. So the 16th Legion was always a proud and brutal legion, tracing much of its traditions to the planet Chthonia. Chthonia was an old Mechanica mining planet that had been mostly abandoned. Described as rocky and volcanic, completely riddled with catacombs, crumbling industrial plants, and exhausted mine workings. The planet was notorious for the vicious gangs and slums. Most of its population fought and died with each other in the labyrinthine tunnels. The survivors were a hard people and made for great recruits for the Legion. Yeah, yeah, it's a very cool planet. So, like, the, the Mechanicum ended up finding this planet. Um, Presumably pretty early on. Yeah, and uh, they strip-mined it instantly. Because <laughs> uh, they, they were able to strip mine the entire planet before it was eventually destroyed after the Horus Heresy. Think of like Krypton. Yeah. Where they just consumed everything that <laughs> yeah. the planet had to offer. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then yeah, so the, the people on there, it's such a cool people. Like they had all this stuff going, like all these factories and all that, but then Mechanicum basically yeah. up and left. All yeah, these no. people there. Peace out, losers. Yeah, we got what we came for. <laughs> <laughs> and left this whole population what do we do there now? to just goodbye. 
And then they just throw like a bolt pistol down. <laughs> they just start killing each other. Yeah. Survive! <laughs> Grow strong! So great, great recruits, essentially. Absolutely. Uh, the Black Legion values personal strength, intelligence, initiative, and maybe most importantly, discipline. Discipline. <laughs> discipline. <laughs> As it's written. It's an uh, element. <laughs> why is it? What is this made out of? Discipline. <laughs> it's nearly unbreakable. <laughs> this human is 30% discipline. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, the values, command structures, and protocols of legions during the Great Crusade were part of the reason of their success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they, they had it all well machined. You know? you know exactly what you need to do. It's all part. It's all laid out for you. Yeah, they're not like the unthinking and... I'm not I'm not trying to pigeonhole an entire legion here, but like the Imperial Fists are not known for their individual like great thinker and creative mm-hmm. problem solvers. Hashtag not all Imperial Fists. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think the what was great about the Luna Wolves was their ability to take orders and mm-hmm. receive them and play them out, but also the ability to creatively be like, well, you gave the order, but. Also, you're not right here staring at the problem in the face, yeah. and I see a better solution. You can be for tactically it. flexible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think making sure that you're that well rounded person is way better than diving headstrong into one entire facet. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to. Unless you want to. <laughs> in which case, you do you. Homie. In which case, you just worship Sanguinius as your father forever, and that's all you're yeah, good at. Exactly. So, yeah, all you're good at is crying for a man who's never even met you. <laughs> Anyways. Wait, are we talking about the Blood Angels or are we talking about my dad again? I was talking about Dorn. Dorn. So sad. Um, Okay. As the Great Crusade pushed through the stars, there began to grow some anti-human sentiment. Ah. The Astartes were warriors first, created by the Emperor to conquer the galaxy. And most of the Legionnaires began to wonder what would become of them once the galaxy was captured, worried about being abandoned and forgotten, with others openly saying they should be the new rulers of the galaxy once it was conquered. This malcontent played a huge factor in their fall during the Horus Heresy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like at the beginning, it, it's like Horus didn't be like, well, we're going to chaos, guys. You know, yeah. it was like... We need our own independence. Like there yeah, were cracks there. Before. So yeah. remember yeah. how thirty seconds ago I said that it's great being well rounded and not only focused on discipline. Mm, yeah, maybe that's one of the reasons why the Imperial Fist didn't fall is because they're so focused on following everything to the letter of the law, mm. and they kind of lacked that ability to free think for themselves. Yeah, that that a lot of the warriors in the Luna Wolves were totally okay with with yeah. their you know warrior lodges being able to bring things to like people of ranks and questioning yeah. new things. Yeah. Like I think that really was like the place where chaos takes root is in yeah. your ability to free think. Yeah, you want to shut that down. Almost Hard. instantly. Yeah. You want to take away <laughs> all rights. And, That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's the only way to properly control a population. <laughs> of Space Marines. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're talking about. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's the sentiment of like warrior kings that the Space Marines, like a couple of them, maybe mm. floated by. Yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, just Space Marines controlling these planets, running them. I mean, it would not be a great place to live. I don't know, man. There's some great Space Marines out there. Like some of them really like murder. <laughs> <laughs> 
shoot. <laughs> You're right, Eric. You're right. Yeah. A lot of them like their training facilities. <laughs> well, at least you know they have a great day daycare. You know, the space marines, they come to your planet. It's free daycare as well. They open up well. this free daycare system. They you may or may not get your child back. <laughs> and if, if you do, part. he's going to be four feet taller over the course of two days, and he's going to call everyone brother. <laughs> wow, Timmy, what have they been feeding you? <laughs> I don't know, but I was cracked open on the table for 16 hours today. <laughs> brother. <laughs> is that wrestler or space marine? <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> Jeez, okay. Uh, over the course of the Legion's 10,000 years, their beliefs have changed drastically. In the beginning, the Legion were close proponents of the Imperial Truth, having spent so much time fighting under the direct leadership of the Emperor. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, the Imperial Truth is like uh, secularism, right? Yes, it's, it's the, the idea that, that there is no uh, religion. Um, you know, there they are put no their, gods. There are no gods. There's nothing beyond. We mm -hmm. trust to like science, and reason. they were yeah, reason and logic and critical rationality stuff like that was yeah. like definitely floated through the idea of like the library was better than the church mm. you know yeah um and i think that's like it made sense at the time sure but there's a lot of you know whether or not the emperor was right to hide yeah. that truth from people and uh, like the it's imperial a... truth was a lie <laughs> yeah <laughs> right so Dude, yeah, we can prove that by chaos gods right <laughs> yeah almost instantly almost instantly <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah to be fair, the Emperor sought to protect humanity from dangerous knowledge. Yes, yeah. of course. The and all dictators have their reasons. You know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Like yes. you just get to argue about whether they were good reasons or not, <laughs> yeah. or whether they were. In this yeah. case, it did not. Um, yeah, there's. It's been floated around a couple times. People want to get into the conversation of did the Emperor make the right decision on shielding. lying to everyone. Yeah, shielding them from the truth. You know, yeah. is it better to educate people and make them aware of what they're going to be well, fighting or to not even get them aware about it at all? Because, you know, even the knowledge of chaos corrupts. If you recall your uh, talk about free thought, I do recall that, actually. <laughs> yeah. The best thing is not to tell them, because then they think for themselves and choose chaos. Oh, it's... no. I don't know. Like, technically, he never told them about it anyway, and they still chose chaos. So is one technically better than the other? Mm. We will never know. We'll never know. <laughs> I think a lot of that just comes down to, like, whether you think the emperor made the right decision or not. <laughs> if you can't see, I'm shaking my head. He did not. Vigorously, yeah. So. Anyways, uh, over time, some of the legionnaires even came to follow the Lecticio Divinatus, the belief that the emperor was a god. Uh, this is specifically in the Sons of Horus, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, even though they were few and far between. Uh, so we talked about how they fought with him for these 30 years, building the framework of the Imperium. Yeah. If there was ever a way to kind of be convinced that someone 
isn't a god. I think that spending the time with him, seeing him with his son, hmm. you know, sharing his wisdom, seeing him falter on the battlefield and Horus having to save him sure. in that Ulinor. Honestly, that's my biggest example. Yeah, and that's... E- it's not even a great one, but it's the best I got. <laughs> um, but, like, he isn't a god, yeah. but he is a crazy person. And I think that you can still find that weird balance of reverence and like even a form of worship without being like, ah, yes, he is the God, Mm, you know, he is the only answer in this universe of cold, hard death. (laughs) Um, But I think that seeing him like that really would have cemented in the sons of Horus that no, he isn't a God. He has told us so many times we've seen him falter. We've seen his son help, help him and pick him back up. Like he is greater than us, but he is not God. Yeah. So anyways, um, those that believed it were quickly weeded out during the preparations for the heresy as Horace saw this as a threat to his own power and authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot of them were dealt with during the Istvan 3 or 5? 3. 3. 3. Massacre. Yeah. Oh, the drop, trip, drop, drop, ship, drop. Drop site. Drop, yep. Drop site. Drop site massacre. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get there eventually. Um. After the corruption of Horus, the Legion openly rebelled against the Imperium, siding with the forces of Chaos. At first, Chaos was just a tool they wanted to use for their own personal gains. But the Chaos Gods are no one's pawns. And now, the Legion openly serves Chaos. This is a little quote from Zareth of the Black Legion. This is our galaxy. Ours to corrupt. Ours to enslave. And the gods will not be denied. Grimaldus! Grimaldus! And that was by Zeras of the Black Legion. Mm-hmm. But that really sums up their mentality now. Like, they're here to conquer the galaxy. Not for themselves, but for their dark gods. Yes. They're here to enslave you. Doesn't that contradict a little bit of Abaddon's view? Well, Abaddon, I think believes that you can serve the gods without being controlled yes dominated that's a great word without being dominated by them like and i think he's found his balance for it obviously (laughs) sure like i found the perfect middle ground (laughs) (laughs) he's a rational if there's a fault with abaddon i can't find it so Abaddon only serves chaos every other weekend. That's like right. That. He's found but he has his own life. life yeah. balance. Exactly. You know? He yeah. has his off hours and yeah. he's, he, he makes it a priority to take care of himself. He still does his <laughs> hobby time where he flays people alive. For you know? himself. Exactly. It's Not a to any god. Time. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this for me. When they scream, he makes sure his name is on their list. <laughs> ah. yes. That's nice. <laughs> and one of Abaddon's other uh, talents is organizational skills <laughs> wow okay that what a is segue. probably the greatest segue we've had in the entire episode so yeah we've set a low bar though <laughs> very <laughs> true and you derailed it <laughs> uh let's talk a little bit about the organization of the black legion uh while once a cohesive organization of 150,000 or more sardis now the black legion is broken down into many war bands with no real organizational vibe to them yeah yeah like there's no there's no real command structure structure. yes it's a bunch of like cells working together with their own kind of leaders who 
report to higher leaders who report to higher leaders. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a pyramid. That's right. Oh, you got to think of it. No, no, no. It's it, him commanding three other people, and each of those commands three other people. If they recruit but it's not a pyramid. extra Black Legion people right. under them, <gasps> it goes up their upline. Well, first, yes. they have, first they have to buy, <laughs> they have to pay the fee yeah. to join, which obviously goes up the ranks because they're the Power most important armor's people. expensive. That's right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Worth it's not free. Upkeep no. is expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a pyramid. <laughs> It's an inverse triangle. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, You're halfway through point one. <laughs> I lost my, my place. Warbands. Uh, Warbands yeah. of virtually any size and composition can be found following the Black Legion champions, ranking officers from older times or newly emerged leaders who have one favor. Mm-hmm. I like that because you don't have to stick with the heroes you you know heard about from the Luna Wolves days. You can have your own war leader that up and coming newly recruited or just as freshly fallen yeah. yeah it's all based on merit yeah and that's the kind of guy abaddon is that's the kind of place we want it really we want we want that yeah we want that in Marius, the workplace merit-based rewards are we are we turning into a chaos <laughs> well cult oh to start yeah. it started when we formed a lodge that's right and next thing you know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it, happens, it happens quick it's oh my god <laughs> All I'm seeing is that it's kind of inevitable. <laughs> we had no choice. Our hands were tied. Oh. Our lore hands were tied. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so during larger wars, such war bands rally together under the banner of a greater champion or even Abaddon himself for a major raid or incursion into the hated Imperium. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool, too. They kind of, like, call the equivalent of a dark crusade or whatever. And they're like, Hey, we're going to go take this objective. And a bunch of guys rally together. And like, yeah, they just show up there. <laughs> meet me, meet me over here. <laughs> Put the bat signal out. <laughs> um, something that like we've talked, we've mentioned before his black crusades and how bad mm-hmm. it leads them. But we don't really talk about the fact that just because no, though there's way more crusades and battles that the black legion participates in beyond these 13 black crusades yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there are so many different battlefronts and with so many marines like this is the biggest legion ever yeah broken down into their war bands never mind all the chaos cultists and like traitor guard that follow around with them that are also a part of like this yeah warband black legion i guess that's the other point like you can technically be in the black legion and not be a marine yeah human yeah yeah so remember that these war bands aren't only being active during the massive 13 black crusades they're calling their own crusades yeah they have their own goals that they're trying their to own accomplish. agendas yeah. yeah and they might even be calling other war bands in the area to help them so it's not only like insular until the moment yeah Abaddon. yeah so. and Abaddon's like at the top calling all the shots like people have a little bit of leeway right. where, where they lead their war bands yeah um despite the lack of organization i guess you could say within the black legion mm-hmm. or official organization <laughs> there are still some structures that exist within the black legion and they have names they are the ezekarion and the chosen of mm-hmm. abaddon the ezekarion are the founders and inner circle of the black legion lords who are sworn brothers to ezekiel abaddon hence the name ezekarion the despoiler and those most trusted by him, even allowing him to say him, call him by his first name, mm-hmm. which I guess is a great honor within the ranks of the Black Legion. Ezekiel, my brother. Mm. Ezekiel, my yeah. boy. My boy. <laughs> I wonder, like, okay, you know how in a lot of kind of fandoms that there's, they introduce the idea of the power of a name. 
Mm. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. kind of it's like the holiness and like the fact that calling a name gives it power and you draw attention to it. And yeah, 40K plays they have the true some names. of it. Well, especially of demons. Only. Yeah. You know, no, well, the emperor's name too is Yeah, but thing. he's he's not really a mortal being. Maybe he's a god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little hard to compare him, though, to the rest of the galaxy. Um, sure. But Abaddon is not a demon. By any means, like he refuses to ascend to demonhood. He's just a just space a marine swollen a, with power, yeah. right? That he's earned in these boons and favors. Um, but the fact that he's kind of turned his name into something sacred, like mm. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. That like no one is allowed to say it. And if you say it, like I will find you <laughs> and I will annihilate you because it's sacred oh. and it's special and it's only meant to be said by yeah. a few people who are worthy of saying it. Ugh. You don't hear <laughs> much about 3.5 Black Crusade where. Abaddon actually went and killed a bunch of Ezekiels throughout the entire galaxy. <laughs> so that only so he could have the name. He would be the true yeah. Ezekiel. He infiltrated the Administratum's registrar to find every <laughs> person names. who was Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel or whatever. And then he went on a crusade. Yes, 3.5 to find them. Yeah. Little, little known fact. <laughs> Factoid. Disclaimer. Nothing Lorehammer says is factual or canonical. Except in all seriousness, that whole 500 fact thing that I read, that was serious. That was, was a serious source that I, I, I listed. Um, but other than that, it's all bullshit. Yeah. I, I, like, I like his desire to make his name special. Yeah. Yeah. It's also an interesting fact that the, they're the founders of the Black Legion. So it implies yeah. Ezekiel. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling him by his name. <laughs> Ezekiel himself didn't forge the Black Legion. He did reach out to other warlords. He did it yes. with help, for yes. sure. And he did it with help, too, from lots of places, um, including other legions, yep. but also other areas, like the Mechanicus. One of his uh, best-known relationships with another legion is, I think, is Iskar Koyan... I know his last name is the Thousand Sons Sorcerer. Okay, Um, and that was one of the first people he approached um, during like the Legion War following it, and and helped him kind of set himself up as war master and leader of the Black Legion. Cool. And that guy, I believe, is still around to this day. He is. Yeah. Um, I'm just on the name. They say how to actually say his name at the bottom, and I know the last part is Kane. Kane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's definitely not really crazy. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, I, it's nice to, not nice, but it makes complete sense that, yeah, he is looking elsewhere because I think he recognizes that failure is what happens when you only focus on one thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. Hmm. Too focused. Um, and then the other group we were just talking about as a carry on. The other one is the inner circle entirely composed of a star that isn't entirely composed of a Sardis, um, which includes Syraxia, Syraxia. The Dark Mechanicus and the Mistress of the Arsenal and Moriana, the Prophetess, are included in the ranks of the Ezekarion. So yeah. these are non-space marines even. Yeah. yeah. One is just uh, Moriana, the Prophetess, is just a human, just a female prophet. Right, but someone who's just like soaking in the powers of oh, chaos yeah. and divining <laughs> yeah. things for Abaddon. Mm-hmm. They, these people also all have uses. If, you could com- if I could compare them to anything, I'd probably compare it to the High Lords of mm. Terra. You know, they all have, like, a responsibility within, like, running of the Black Legion, and they have their own place. Especially okay. when you see, like, Seraxia of the Dark Mechanicus. Yeah. Like, that's his liaison, you know? So. Yeah. 
A uh, cool fun fact about Moriana. Um, no did one you wrote... know this, or did you just read this? I just read it. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, I'm pointing that out. <laughs> I can't know everything about 40K. <laughs> I need room in here for other things like my children's names. <laughs> um, just You got two, just remember one. Yeah. No, one and two. <laughs> or I can name them after 40K figures. And oh always my God. Go. Every time you say their name, a litany runs through your head, all information about <laughs> that child. Sanguineous. <laughs> Come here, my son. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Moriana. So we don't know a lot about her history. Um, there are a bunch of different kind of rumored origin stories, almost like the Joker has all these different like hmm. possible origins. But one of them is that she may or may not have been, according to Hansu, the warsmith of the Iron Warriors, uh, she used to be handmaiden to the emperor himself before she fell from grace and was banished from the imperium. Oh, the people so. that walk the highest paths have the <laughs> hardest falls. Fall. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. oh. Um, again, whether or not that's true is unknown. There are other origin stories, but that's a cool, that cool is, one if you choose neat. to believe it. Um, also, just a quick thing on Iskandor Kaon's name is Sekander Kane. Is how you pronounce that. Okay. Yeah. It says in his... I was going to feature him in my list of named people. Yeah. <laughs> I chose other guys instead, but it's a fun fact. He's a very well-known one, and he's been around for a while. Yeah. So I also almost picked him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's the Zakarion. So the other kind of named group within the Black Legion are the Chosen of Abaddon. Ooh, yes. And each of Abaddon's Chosen have might enough to crush armies, conquer worlds, and shake the very foundations of the stars. And yet every time we slay one of their number, another warlord of equal strength takes his place. What hope is there in opposing such foes? Quote, the betrayer of Caledonia. I did not know that was a quote until after I got to the end. Otherwise, I would have made it more dramatic. The uh, <laughs> quotation marks at the beginning of the sentence didn't tip you off? No. <laughs> I don't know punctuation. <laughs> what can men do against such <laughs> yeah. reckless hate? That's why Eric has to do all the quotes in an episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, rather than a single force with a single leader, the Black Legion would become a mighty host of many warbands and warlords. Within this host, all would swear complete allegiance to Abaddon, and through an inner circle, he would lead them with absolute dominion. These favored lieutenants become known as the Chosen of Abaddon. The Chosen were his favorite generals standing above all others and enacting his dark will. Very cool. I like that. They're his tendrils of power spread throughout the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah, is, you kill one, another one, he just, okay. Another one will fly to take its place. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Hail, Hail Hydra. Okay. <laughs> Hail Hydra. It's it uh it also reinforces like their defense against their own way of making war is to cut off the enemy's head. But mm. if they keep having mm. like a, a leadership structure that's hard to pin down and hard to like actually get rid of. Yeah. yeah Isn't than- that funny? Like that's that's their whole tactic is to cut off the enemy's like head. And yeah. that's exactly what the Emperor did to Horus. And then they shattered he shattered the Legion, yep. they fell. Yeah, so yeah. they learned it broke down completely. completely. So they learned, hey, it's best not to do that's this. Cool. So. Man, Abaddon. What a cool guy. <laughs> Zeke, my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you ever speak his name. Um, Yeah. The Chosen of Abaddon bear an assortment of titles reflecting their role in a past Black Crusade or honoring particular acts of cruelty for which they are infamous. Their numbers are ever-changing, for Abaddon has a little tolerance for failure amongst those who serve him. (laughs) Love Abaddon. So the first one we have is the Lord Ravager, Champion of Corn. The Lord Ravager leads the invasion fleets of the Black Crusades. He is the first to make landfall on the surface of a world about to be ravaged by the Black Legion. The Lord Ravager leads Abaddon's ground forces and is always found in the vanguard of the assault. 
always leading from the front. Very cool. I mean, it totally makes sense for, you know, this is corn. I want to yeah. be in the middle of the battle. <laughs> I want to get as much bloodshed as possible. You know, put me down yeah, there, like, coach. Let me be the one actually killing yes, things, exactly. not directing from the back. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to take the next one? Yeah, I'll do the next one. The Lord Deceiver, and he's a champion of uh, change. The Lord Deceiver is a powerful chaos sorcerer, one who not only sees into the warp, but also understands it. Guide in the Black Crusades from star system to star system, he is able to sense the currents of the warp, directing him to their prey, no matter where they hide. It's very cool. Yeah, so this guy, he just basically... He looks into the warp and he sees a target in his mind and he's able to somehow pinpoint where it's at. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it wasn't for this Lord Deceiver picking like the best warp routes, how is the Lord Ravager going to make planet fall? Tell me where I need to go. Yeah, I honestly think like, I mean, we'll keep talking, but they all have their place. And yeah. Abaddon obviously has people ready to step up and take these roles. There might even be multiple Lord Deceivers yeah, and I multiple was wondering that. Lord Ravagers um, we, that we don't know about, mm-hmm. right? So he obviously has people who are, like, strong and, like, tactically, like, knowledgeable and, like, smart in whatever their thing is. They're also champions of the gods. Yeah. So... Like, Abaddon's kind of got everything in his pocket. He's got a couple of nice things. So the next one we're going to talk about is the uh, Lord Corruptor, the champion of Nurgle. And the Lord Corruptor is responsible for the morale of the Black Legion warriors. He constantly feeds them fear and hatred to inspire them to atrocities beyond what they would perform alone. (laughs) He collects the skulls of failed servants on his trophy rack. Very cool. I like that they actually have someone that's like looking inward and like mm-hmm. the enforcer. Like, yeah. Yeah. You could take yeah, you could see him as like either being an enforcer, like do your job or you get killed. Or even like someone who genuinely makes you feel this is gonna sound cheesy, but I do I do mean it, but like makes you feel part of the war band and like <laughs> make sure that you're like, you know, you're still on Abaddon's side. It and kind like, of fall yeah. it sounds like it kind of falls into the domain of like their dark chaplains. The dark Yeah, apostles. that's exactly what I think about. Yeah. Or like a, a chaplain for the Exactly. For the Imperium, right? Yeah. Like he's, he's looking How are for you, boys. my brother? Yeah. When was the last time you crusaded? When was the last time you de- desecrated a holy place? Yeah. Do you feel good? You, know? <laughs> you want it? Yeah. Are you still feeling angry? Yeah. Do you need a little more anger? Do we need to feed that on the <laughs> Just take these drugs and watch this video. <laughs> You'll be feeling like yourself in no time. Are you a Thanks, Lord, Lord Corruptor? Corruptor. <laughs> Thanks for corrupting me, Lord. Yeah. And it kind of feeds into the Father Nurgle kind of aspect of, Definitely, of yeah. Nurgle where you know, being a follower of chaos isn't all like bad. Sometimes there's a silver lining. <laughs> sometimes you got. Sometimes you really gotta look for the silver lining. <laughs> but it's there somewhere. And then other times the silver lining punches you in the face, <laughs> like right. with the Lord Purgator, and then the champion of Slanesh. <laughs> <laughs> and then a big maw opens out of the silver lining and consumes yeah. your soul because it's chaos. <laughs> uh, you want to do Lord Purgator? Sure. Yeah. The uh, final of the four is the Lord Purgator, champion of Slanesh. Once Planetfall has been made, the Lord Purgator is responsible for enslaving the populace and dragging them back to the Legion's starships and chains. It also falls to him to desecrate their holy sites and places of worship, ensuring that they are turned to the dedications and altars for the Chaos Gods. That's so sweet. I love that aspect. I, I love the idea that when, if, first of all, Black Legion <laughs> leaves your planet <laughs> and someone comes to look, they're seeing all these like holy signs. The most sacrilegious things that could be done to these places mm. have been done to them. 
Like they're turning them in, into like fonts of power for chaos. Yeah. They're channeling ca- like chaos god energy through these places where the emperor was worshipped. Mm. And oh, it just it would just completely turn if you were a follower of the emperor. Like you go see one of these, yeah. you would just go mad. <laughs> like yeah. you just couldn't comprehend what was happening. You would kill yourself. Ah! You would kill those around you. Oh, it just oh oh. Yeah, I don't want that. It's a desecration on your soul. Ooh. And that's just such a crazy thing about 40K. <laughs> I like that they also, he enslaves the population yes. and takes them back. As, Drags them in chains, yeah, the yeah. children, like everyone yeah. is just. Probably picks out like good people to be like, oh, you're a good recruit for Space Marines. Yeah. You guys are going to be like forced labor camps. You guys are going to be. You're on the chain duty. We need chains being made 24 <laughs> 7 to enslave <laughs> all the other people. Yeah, you're on chain duty. <laughs> You're going to forge your own chain. Oh, no. <laughs> the cruelty. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's the uh, that's the Chosen of Ab- Abaddon. They're very cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that they have a place, you know? Yeah, it says there's four types, but there might be, like, 50 of each of these lords. There might be, Wandering yeah. the galaxy, so. Sure. Yeah. They even mention uh, the names of a couple of these and, and like little tidbits of their stories. Yep. And it's possible we'll go into that at some point, but we're not doing that today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we will talk about other characters. How's oh. that segue? That's our next, that's our next segment. <laughs> characters. Yeah. Do you know them? Uh, so what we did on this one, there's obviously so many different known <laughs> named characters of the Black Legion. Yeah. Um, and so what Mark and I did is we said, okay, what if we each picked one to kind of highlight, but none of us were allowed to pick a Batten. Or Horus. Or Horus. Yes. Christian, did you pick Horus? I did pick Horus. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Damn it. Okay, give me two seconds. I'm just going to rewrite this real fast. <laughs> um, so do you want to go first, Mark? Or Yeah, I can go first. Cool. So the guy that I chose is Zagathian the Broken. Um, Zagathian is a Chaos Lord of the Black Legion. He led his Black Legion warband in a fury of violence and excess on the angry world of Valesia. For his own satisfaction, the warlord constructed a vast maze of thorns from the world's rose orchids, orchards, binding his prisoners and loosing them within the tunnels before hunting them down at his own leisure. <laughs> Countless inhabitants spent their final terrifying hours listening desperately for the sound of pursuit their flesh bleeding from dozens of thorn cuts. All right, Christian, where's your silver lining? I got my silver lining. I'm um, sure lovely flowers bloom on those vines. But you're yeah. blind. You can't even see them. But you can smell them. Oh, though. No. Oh, maybe you can. Maybe you you, you got to stop and smell the roses. <laughs> That's a lesson to take away. Ah. Even when you're blinded and being chased through this maze of thorns, you got to stop and smell By the roses. By eight-foot-tall power-armored <laughs> monsters. <laughs> Life's, life's too it's short. It's way too short to yeah. not stop and smell the roses right. before you get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the other thing he was he did, which was fun, sometime after the fourth Black Crusade, Zegion, Zegathon, pillaged the Heliosian in the Agrippian sector. These aren't words, man. Well, not real ones, not for sure. Not real ones. Taking the Agrippian covenant of Alabas... No. Uh, taking the coven of Alabaster Maidens prisoner uh, convent. Uh, that's like a Sisters of Battle um, convent. Uh, he exposes them to the energies of the warp, triggering their latent psychic gifts. 
Zagathon then uses warp tech to fuse the maidens into a single <laughs> entity before using the resultant abomination as a living warp portal to unleash a demonic invasion. As you do. Yeah. I love opening up portals through women. <laughs> <laughs> love, like love, fusing love. into a single entity with women. <laughs> oh, I love that too. <laughs> uh, could you almost say that they are now like chaos serving? This convent? Yeah, like, who knows if they even survived. There wasn't really a whole lot. But, wait a minute. <gasps> More sisters fallen? Oh. I, I think they were just tortured. Sure. And like, Probably uh, died in the process of yeah. their being energies used were as a warp used. Yeah. Yeah. Single entity. But maybe not. Maybe they're somewhere out there <laughs> existing as a horrific... Okay, total side tangent, if you'll allow me. Yeah. There's a short anthology series by the guy who directed uh, District 9. Yeah. So good, got to watch it. They just took it off Amazon Prime, so I don't know where you'll find it. But there's one story. What's it called? Uh, if you wanted to remember, to, what's the guy's name who directed it? I don't remember. <laughs> the, the The show's icon is like this hand. It's like a black okay. hand. Okay. Um, and it's like an anthological short series. But there's a monster there. It yeah. And one of the stories is a monster that's made of a bunch of people okay. put together. And I just Ooh. like that image just burned itself into my mind nice and oh. has re-emerged with mark <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> you got one more line on uh, uh, well basically he was later in command of the black legion uh during the 13th black crusade and he just did stuff they didn't say what he did he just did stuff he was participating in it though it, yeah yeah um but yeah uh warp tech is apparently able to Fuse maidens into single entities. So I thought that was neat. The great thing about warp is that it's warp. And being yeah. in the warp means you're <laughs> yeah. all around the warp. And Ugh. the warp can affect you in ways that non-warp stuff can't. That is, yeah, that's what's playing in everyone's mind right now. Warp, 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 warp. <laughs> yeah, that was, the end. Yeah, the, that was my character. The broken. Yeah. I liked him because he was a gardener. Mm. Is originally why I picked him. <laughs> yeah, he's got a love of plants. Man after my sure. own heart. <laughs> my, mine is some of the, uh, you know, the yeah. whole torturing people, right, right, blinding right, right. them, putting them into a maze of thorn. It goes without saying. There's a lot of similarities. I do have a maze in my backyard, but it's nice. It's fine. That's right. Yeah. And we only put people in it that want to go in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then we do hunt them. So <laughs> They know. They know. They, they signed the waiver. That's Our right. lawyers verified in everything. Right. It's a real legal contract. <laughs> Um, okay. Who do you got for us? I have I have chosen as my character Harkin World Claimer. Ooh, that's that's the new character, right? Yes, with the new model that came out with Vigilus. Okay. Um, so the self-proclaimed herald of the apocalypse and proclamator of Abaddon's reign, Harkin relishes his role in declaring death of worlds and preparing the way for his master, the despoiler. Ooh. Harkin is a Black Legion lord and raptor Wait, leader. wait, wait. Sorry, can we go back? Yeah. He's the self-proclaimed herald of the apocalypse? Yeah. So this mm-hmm. guy's not even, like, he's not even certified? Not even anointed. I don't think there's, like, the school of... <laughs> Black crusading. Her- apocalypse heralds. <laughs> yeah, sure, he didn't go through his two-month certificate, <laughs> but you know what's more important than that? Experience. The <laughs> and the passion that Harkin has. And if you think that a piece of paper is going to stop him from proclaiming Abaddon's reign, you're lying to yourself, Mark, okay? Is this how you got your job as a director at a bank? That's right. <laughs> I may not be qualified from this job. You think? <laughs> I have art. You know what? I'm just going to show up here every day until you start paying me. 
Uh, anyways, <laughs> yes, he is a self-proclaimed herald of the apocalypse. That's pretty neat. Uh, he is a Black Legion lord and a raptor leader. He wields the Hellspear, which is a demon weapon that has kind of become a symbol of his power. Um, at the beginning of each planetary assault, he like makes a big deal and show of himself stabbing the spear into the ground of the planet, um, which you know then he effectively claims, "I will." you know destroy the apocalypse is here um i believe when he did it to vigilus he claimed that the planet was going to fall within 80 days that was kind of like the time frame he gave he says this planet will fall to abaddon in 80 days um yeah let's not talk about what actually happened i guess (laughs) (laughs) he talks a lot of smack for someone who doesn't have a certificate in crusader (laughs) Maybe that was what he never learned, was that <laughs> never give deadlines. Because <laughs> then you have to stick to the deadline. Yeah. Um, Harkin views himself as a scholar of all things occult. Several of the more well-known books he has studied are The Grimoire Nostromo of Conrad Kurz, The Clotted Scrolls of Angron, oh. and The... <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's just got to be clotted with blood. That's my thought. I'm yeah. wondering so many things. Is it written in blood clots? It's Is written it... in his blood. That's my guess. Um, and the Book of Magnus, though reading the last one, apparently cost him his sanity. Oh. <laughs> so he's insane. Oh, perfect. Well, self-proclaimed. Of course. <laughs> yeah. He's not a doctor. Yeah, exactly. He's not yeah. diagnosing oh, himself. Oh, you're, now you're a, a herald and you know you're insane? <laughs> this guy has no idea what's going on. I bet he gives deadlines for his <laughs> world conquering. Um, so the Grimoire, the Grimoire Nostromo greatly influenced Harkin, and he employs fear tactics very similar to the Night Lords. That's cool. Uh, his use of a Laud Hailer, which is a large speaker system commonly uh, found on Sisters of Battle, um, like their rhinos and stuff that they sure. use. So he uses that and a Vox array, and he just spews hatred and <laughs> vitriol. vitriol. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you guys over there! <laughs> Just shouting across the battle line. What's your name? <laughs> you seen that? <laughs> Chris, no, I gotta no. show you guys that. Anyways. So he uses those um, and like just spews hatred and yeah. fear tactics and it has driven his enemies to commit suicide before he even has a chance to engage them. His words must be poison. <laughs> Your words are you like really poison. hurt my feelings. <laughs> Enough so that I'm willing to kill myself. <laughs> but yeah, that's Harkin the World Claimer. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like the books man the books are cool yeah. i like that it tells which ones he's read and <laughs> yeah. he seems well read he's read three books it's, <laughs> it's the ones it's like the big ones i'm assuming he's read way more than that he's probably read the levitico diminatus or oh whatever. Yeah. yeah yeah he says he's like a student he's a scholar of yeah. occult things is that before or after he went insane though uh, halfway through <laughs> he's insane and he, it's a self-diagnosis you know, how much of it is real yeah. so it's hard to say yeah hard to say but that's my guy thanks cool your, your turn, Christian. Yeah, so I picked two. Okay, Because I found it hard to pick one because they're all so good. So good. And there are so many to choose from. I really flip-flopped on a bunch <laughs> of them. Do I do <laughs> Horus or do I do Abaddon? <laughs> Horus or Abaddon? <laughs> I'll do both. <laughs> yes. No, uh, so the first one we'll start with is, oh, man, I'm going to suck with these names, but I'll try. Lev- Lerovine Ucris, um, who is short, thankfully, goes by Leor, or is also nicknamed Firefist. And he's a warband leader of 
he was a warband leader of world eaters actually before okay. joining the black legion and there's not a lot about him um he does his service record goes all the way back to the horse heresy as a world eater um, oh so man it's cool how many of these marines have been around for so forever. long yeah. yeah and he used to be a centurion of the 50th heavy support company and that's part of the reason i picked him too is because he uses a freaking heavy boulder He's a corn oh, berserker with a heavy weapon, and that yeah. looks awesome. That's kind of different. Yeah, it, there's a picture of him on the Lexicanum nice. page. Yeah, um, and he's got he's sleeveless too, like Karn. So he, you know he's got to show off his show his big his muscles. guns while he's holding a gun. <laughs> if you work for you, you're allowed to flaunt it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. your big guns while you're holding your big guns. Yeah. Um, huh. So he, yeah, like I said, he was a centurion, so he's also like a leader, right, uh, of the old old legion and then after you know they all turned to chaos and after the battle of scalathrax he commanded a small war band of world eaters that were called the 15 fangs um which eventually allied themselves with another you're looking at the wrong guy mark oh. you're looking at devram corda and you should be looking at leor or oh, lervine ucris oh yeah. i'm sure if you looked up fire fist you'd find you'd find him oh you got it no, you had it the first time. <laughs> Anyways, keep telling me about yeah. this guy. I'll find pictures. Um, so he he actually crosses paths with Falcus Kyber, who's also a prominent uh, son of Horus slash previous son. Um, Creator of the Kyber Crystals. <laughs> not quite, but huh. I guess you could say that. Um, yeah, and he also crosses paths okay. with, oh, I forgot how to say his name, Iskander Kaon? Kane? Kane. Yeah, whatever his yeah. first name is, Iskander Kane. Um, so he does, he is involved with a lot of like the big heavy hitters, even though he himself doesn't have a lot of information on himself personally, like he's more of a side character, right? He takes, he's obviously there for a lot of the big battles that he experiences and we don't know a lot about him, but just the fact that he's not your typical world leader was enough for me to pick him. You're still looking for a picture. We're going to get it. Oh, there there we go. Worth it. Holy. Yeah, that's yeah. a big gun. Yes. So, oh my God, those bolts are so <laughs> big. <laughs> yes. uh, each one is bigger than my fist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he that... is also dead. <laughs> ah, <laughs> oh. when, when did he die? Uh, he's died during fighting on McCann during the seventh Black Crusade. So oh, okay. a while ago, he's been dead for a little while. Right. 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 Yeah. So that's why I didn't pick him. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> Wait, what did we just do here? I'm going to go through all the ones I didn't pick first, and then I'm going to tell you about the ones that I did pick. Okay. I'm for it. <laughs> okay. So the other one that I picked is Devram Korda. Um, he's cool because he is actually a warlord in his own right, known as the Tyrant of Sarora. Okay. And he, again, is another veteran of the Horus Heresy. Uh, he was a veteran sergeant of the Sons of Horus 13th Company. Always a lucky number. Um, the captain of the 13th company was Luke Sedere. That's a known name. Yeah, so he's like one of Horace's favorite. We captains. actually even, uh, I, did we talk about this guy kind of? Was he the guy that fake had a vision with Horace in the Serpent Lodge? Oh. You know what I'm No, uh, that's Trajan, I think. I could be wrong. It might be Luke. The name is familiar, so yeah. it's totally he's a, He was a prominent, um, I'm pretty sure it was. I okay. guess Luna Wolf at the time. Like, um, he, so, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. So the reason I picked him is he is around again during some of the special events of the horse heresy. Okay. 
and he's involved a lot with assassins for some reason. So this Devram guy, yes, yeah, Devram Corda. Okay. So in one of the Horse Heresy books, after Horse turns, um, they start sending assassins to try and take a horse and some of his captains and things. Right, right, right. This is after he proclaims himself his... against the Imperium. Right. Yeah, yeah so, I remember that moment. So Devram Corda, um, when they find one of these assassins, this is one of my favorite depictions of like a Space Marine's power. He backhands the assassin. And like shatters his jaw and face completely, <laughs> and like essentially kills him. Sure, with and one backhand. With one backhand, wearing power armor. Yeah, oh. but but it was like he's not even trying to kill you. He's just sure. like for your insolence, he back backhands him and like pretty much devastates the guy and like he finishes him off. But yeah, I picked him exclusively for that moment, that moment. <laughs> which is like buried itself in my mind ever since I read it. It was just wonderful very cool yeah but like I said, like eventually he's just like a a, veter- a lowly veteran sergeant, quote unquote. But even within like the ranks of Space Marines, you know, veteran sergeant is still someone, and he becomes a tyrant of Sorora, um, commits such heinous actions that he actually has the entire population killed and turned into an elixir for him. Oh my god! Oh, to achieve immortality, a distills the entire population into a single, <laughs> single drink. <drop>. Oh, <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah, uh, and the other cool thing about him too is that he is a follower of the Emperor's children. So again. It, Shows you that like not all Black Legion guys have to be the same, right? Some yeah, can right. can go after certain gods themselves. Yeah, you, um, you've written this, but you didn't actually mention it. How he is a chosen of Abaddon. Yeah, I was getting. There. Oh, sorry, I man. was I getting saw your thunder. there. Yes. I thought you were finishing. Yeah, no. So he is a chosen of Abaddon, like Eric said. Right. Sorry. Yeah, and follower of Slanesh. So that's also cool. So like he went from veteran sergeant to like this really high ranking, you know, handful of Abaddon's chosen. Very cool. Um, and he goes into the, you're on the wrong guy again, but whatever. <laughs> well, there uh, weren't any pictures of Devran. Oh yeah. I'm not even on any guy, but yeah. he's so important. He, uh, he gets sent by Abaddon to retrieve the heart of chaos at the center of the warp. The heart of chaos. At yes. The center. So first of all, <laughs> let me unpack that sentence. Yeah. A, I didn't know. No need. Let's the move warp on. had a center. <laughs> yeah. And B, uh, what is the heart of chaos? I didn't look it up. Surprisingly. I thought it was just going to be a sign note. <laughs> that, I think it's one of the artifacts that Abaddon has to collect. You know how he's oh, collecting all these artifacts? It's more to, like a metaphorical thing. No, because it ends up being an actual thing. No one thinks he can do it, and then he does it. This Devram guy yeah. gets the Heart of Chaos? Yeah, with the help of uh, a prophetess of some kind. Some kind of chaos prophetess. But um, I don't know what the object, the Heart of Chaos itself actually is. I don't know if Mark will find it faster than me. Um, well, now it's kind of just a race because I'm also looking for it. Don't worry, guys. I'm looking at cats over here. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Never yeah, loses. All the time. Uh, wow. You know what's – I was just mentioning to Mark the other day. You know what's really stupid? Lexicanum and 40K Wikia's search engine. They it just are, doesn't work. They are They're so awful. bad. Yeah. You're better to Google it and then click on the yes. Google link. <laughs> yeah. You Google Heart of Chaos Lexicanum, you'll find it faster than – Then if you look it. it within Lexicanum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he delivers the Heart of Chaos to – to Abaddon. I see Heart of Blood. Um, and there may not be anything on it. It might be one of those like side addendum notes mm. and like one of the codexes like, oh, he did this great thing, but like it's on page Man. 212. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just like a little, one sentence tiny thing. little one-liner yeah. and you're like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> More please. Yes. <laughs> Hello, yes, right yeah. here. Thank you. Um, but he's, this act is like deemed so important that the Imperium sends an execution force after him, which is crazy because an execution force for it's people who don't know. All four? There are more than four 
clades, but yeah, it's it's an assembly of multiple clades oh, okay. to take out a target. That's so dangerous that it warrants multiple assassins working together right. to kill you. Um, like We're talking like killing Horus when Horus rebelled level of importance. Mm-hmm. And that's when they send like a clade is when like someone, or uh, sorry, uh, an execution force, when someone is so dangerous that they absolutely need this person killed. And Devram Korda, you know, backhands an assassin <laughs> way back in his Horus Heresy days is not uh, put down by this execution force. So it's pretty so, crazy. Yeah, like he, he's, he's he, nuts. He is yeah. constantly like besieged kind of, or in the presence of these assassins. I don't know if he's always been followed by them, but when he was going after the heart of chaos, like they deemed it such a priority that Abaddon not get the heart that they sent an execution force after him. Cool. So, yeah. So I found the Lexicanum page with Heart of Chaos. Yeah. I can't wait. There was currently no text in this page. <laughs> Perfect. You can search for this page title in other pages. Yeah. Will you? I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one guy I was talking about. Are you done with your uh, characters? Those yes. are very cool, Christian. Yeah. They are very cool. That's why I had Porta, to pick them both. That was really yeah. cool. Uh, the blood, the world eater guy who yeah. uses the heavy bolter. Laron. That's yeah. very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Share. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I had the guy's name that was in Horace's dream, but I've lost it again. So, that's But it like, wasn't the Luke It guy. was not. No. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Tra- hey, hey, Tra- Janus. Yes, Janus. Oh, that's his name. Janus. Yeah. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes drink, <laughs> pours it out one for Haster. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, so that's some characters. Uh, we got a little bit more here. We're going to talk about their appearance, what they actually look mm-hmm. like. Uh, when Abaddon took control of the Sons of Horus, he set about making a break with their previous history. He cast off the name of their Primarch, rechristening them as the Black Legion, so that they could move beyond the failures of the Horus heresy and repair their tarnished, uh, tarnished reputation. While he kept the image of the Eye of Horus as a sole reminder of their origins, he ordered his warriors to paint their armor black and strike all other symbols of their past allegiances. The armor is now adorned with all manner of heretical symbols, the most common being the eight-pointed star. So yeah, they, they're all black and then they have, you know, just chaos symbols on them. Sometimes. Cuts on their the shoulder point. pads. Gets, you know, it gets the point across. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're um, dealing with. If ever with. you didn't know. Now, the one crazy thing that I read, and who knows how true this is. This one seems like one of those weird 40K Ooh, ones. Where... I also have something to share when you're done. Oh, nice. So apparently, to as a Chaos Space Marine, if you paint your armor black, um, it's very rare. And it's like either you're a part of the Black Legion now or you've just like pissed off abaddon like oh wow. his color is black i love you that it's part... the same as his name yeah exactly like if you're painting your armor black you're part of what i'm doing here and if not i'm coming for you it's oh. like it's like biker gangs when you wear their Ooh, the wrong patches yeah. the leather yeah, yeah it's yeah. like and you didn't you didn't earn it you're like yeah no you're yeah. i love you're that done. yeah so who who knows how far he actually takes that but the fact that it's there very nice very nice <laughs> i i wouldn't be surprised if there's an entire section of the black legion <laughs> dedicated just to dedicated to hunting down Posers. those people yeah okay <laughs> why not not yeah he, he can spare three marines and two regiments of traitor guard you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay here is because we're kind of we're wrapping up the episode itself we we still have more so don't go away uh but talk about the black legion itself is kind of wrapping up so here's a, one thing i wanted to share sure when the black legion first turned to chaos and they are a huge fan of uh, chaotic mutations yeah. and even demonic possession 
But because they switched their allegiances from God to God so often and so fast, any like let's say uh, we're all worshiping corn right now, or we're trying to gain his favor for something. Yeah. Mark gets demon possessed by corn. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, great. Now you're a great demon hunter guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then all of a sudden, Abaddon's like, all right, fuck Corum. We're done with him. Now we're going to go f- worship Slanesh. Yeah. Well, the demon in Mark's body is like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> oh, no. Which inevitably leaves Mark as a husk. <laughs> no. An empty I'm shell. I'm already so empty <laughs> inside. I can't take any more. <laughs> yeah, it, it effectively just, like, you might as well die, right? Like, <laughs> okay, okay. They just remove you because you're useless now yeah and then i get demon possessed by someone from slanesh and i grow all tentacly and stuff like that <laughs> and then they move on to zeech and i become the husk yeah right and so they found that because they loved being demonically possessed because it was a, such a blessing from the gods <laughs> yeah. but they moved so often that it was like hurting them to do this but apparently the yeah. black legion sorcerers found a new way to be demonically possessed to where if a demon decides to leave you or forces himself out of you um you're totally fine That's and you're crazy. capable of continuing on as you were so i don't know if this has spread to other traitor legions mm. or if kind of you're protected in the black legion if you're demonically possessed because normally you always hear about how that will just absolutely destroy you Mm -hmm. i like that (laughs) yeah it's very cool (laughs) i like i i hope that the thought is that they've kept it to themselves and it's kind of like their own secret for how we do it and if you want to learn the secrets of surviving demonic possession then you know you got to join our war band or whatever I'm, i'm sure that's what they do i'm sure they're not telling people yeah but that's sweet. It's a very um, cool, like, kind of little tidbit that I learned from them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, now they can just get possessed, and then they'll, like, leave that god's favor and try and earn another one, and yeah. the demon will leave, and the host will be fine. Yeah. I mean, You're fine. quote, unquote, <laughs> fine for being demonically possessed. <laughs> Brother Malgus bleeds out of all orifices now. But, right. But at but least he's on the fine, He brother. can still hold a bolt pistol and chainsaw. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah. That was something cool that I saw this one. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Well, anything else about Black Legion? Uh, no, I think we're ready to jump into Tales of the Yeah, we haven't done this in a long time. Good thing we hired somebody to do that intro music for us. Yeah. That was big bucks. We blew our entire budget for the episode on that. What a segue. No so, money left over, so you got me to come on the podcast. <laughs> I see. I see what episodes I'm on. Uh, we are gonna we have three different topics that we kinda wanna discuss between ourselves. Um, and I guess we'll just start. Yeah. The uh, first one is what would or could have happened if the sons of Horus had not left the battlefield immediately following the death of their Primarch? Yeah, like if they would have kept pushing, I think they would have taken Terra. Like with the Emperor do- gone, how 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 are they going to do it? What what do you consider would be a bigger blow to morale? Horus dying, obliterated, sure. Yeah. Or the master of mankind, the emperor, yeah. the god savior of humanity, dealt a blow so bad <laughs> that he's now interred on the throne. Hmm. Like. Horus leaving was shitty for the sons of Horus. But no one else. Exactly. 
You're but like, at least four other demon primarchs. Yeah, exactly. that were all right at Terra, ready to fucking go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah now, and you were talking about how the Emperor had like a ward over the Imperial Palace and how demons couldn't get in. Yeah, uh, there's a scene where Angron is literally like trying to shove his way through and it's just killing him to try and get through this, That's sweet. this barrier. Yeah. And like, what if the Emperor in that moment faltered for just a millisecond and angron could have just punched through that thing because angron in the imperial phallus as demon angron effectively (laughs) means chaos wins oh right so i mean there's only ten thousand custodies or whatever around but we don't care about them (laughs) um but yeah like what do you think would have happened if the sons of horus hadn't immediately fled the battle i there's another factor to consider is the uh the loyalist legions that were on the way. <laughs> Pulling up old school Angron models. If that model gets into your fortress, you're, you're done. <laughs> you're done. He's hiding his imperial phallus with his uh. hand. <laughs> um, yeah, I. There are there were more support loyalist legions on the way to Terra, sure. which is a factor that should be considered. Sure, but all they needed to do was finish the emperor. That's right, all. and that's that. And then at that point, like, do the dark angels and ultramarines just like, hey, the battle's lost. We're turning around and fortifying our own places, probably. And then like more, yeah. So then the, like forty okay, k would happen. actually look like ultramar and like Caliban and those places. So sprinkled uh, empires of humanity yeah. is kind of what you fractured. Would see. Yeah, and then like you could have chaos holding Terra as its base of power, and then like fight emanating outwards from there sure kind of trying to create a second even eye of terror yeah out and from the, like you got also they, they would have the portal to the webway yeah. yeah they wouldn't Ooh. have had to um to because they went to the eye of terror as a retreat yes right? they were forced They're, to the eye of right terror. so it's not even like they chose that either you got to consider maybe I, eventually they would have gotten there i do think a lot of what chaos wanted was to spread chaos right throughout the entire yeah chaos. and that's what i'm saying they wouldn't have gone oh let's go centralized it'd be like spread out and right like, it would be chaos everywhere fighting off like it'd be like the inverse where like the imperium is kind of like the big the big guy and then you have these like fractured chaos warbands fighting against that hmm. it'd be the reverse where like loyal fractured groups are fighting against this like chaos struggling empire. to survive yeah. and to gain a foothold yes and they have to fight for their resources yeah. and stuff yeah so it'd be like an inverse which that's cool would be cool um vulcan at one point, I'm not sure when he does it. It might happen during the War of the Beast, maybe. But um, he modifies the Golden Throne that if the Emperor dies, Terra explodes. I have the, heard that before. I don't know when like he a, does as that. As a kill switch? Yeah. I'm sure it happened during the Horus Heresy. Hmm. Maybe it happened during the Beast. I don't think so. But I guess I could look it up. But anyway, so if the planet blew up when the Emperor dies... All the legions are dead. So even if the emperor is not on the throne and he was dead, he died, the golden throne would explode? I would have to look into how and when. How like it a, works. I'm not even totally sure, <laughs> sure. man. But Well, we could you can go down two routes. One is if they like killed him before he was technically interred on it, maybe it wouldn't have exploded in so that. So did you moment. say a turd on it or interred? interred. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of throne. <laughs> Not a porcelain one. Yeah, I definitely, like, I more agree with a lot of the other legions and their hatred towards the Black the Black Legion and the Sons of Horus for giving up so easily. Yeah. I agree. I think that was a little stupid and, like, short-sighted. It cost, cost them, them yeah. yeah. Like, maybe you still would have lost. Maybe. But maybe you would have won. 
You know, so I, I think if I was to ever pick someone to blame for failing in the Horus heresy, A, it's Horus for being a stupid little bitch. <laughs> and then B, it's the sons of Horus for abandoning the battle what with what I would consider way too early. Like, if you weren't willing to lose everything to fight this, why are you there? Yeah. You know, you've already abandoned all your brothers. You've forsaken your oaths yeah like to the it's Imperium. either victory or destruction exactly. there's no other yeah, option. why would you run at that yeah. point you know what are you what are you afraid of what are you running from um one thing we didn't mention too in the podcast that should be noted at least is there are still horus orientated war bands too like ones that like oh yeah 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 still uh, remember and breakers i think are a good example of it yeah let's still hold horace in esteem and, and venerate him right it's mainly abaddon that Who has rejects yes yes of course just as a as yeah. a side note there uh, I while did, we're talking about blame games <laughs> i i think that um for the sake of the game and the setting itself like the, the move com- makes complete sense you know they've lost they've you've cut off the head and all of a sudden they panic and they freak out and they leave yeah um it makes sense because it was needed for the setting of the game well every time a primarch dies it's not like there's not a precedence like every time a primarch dies their legion breaks like it's such a devastating blow when the blood angels also lose sanguinius like it it's It's such a a shock wave it's a psychic shock wave that hurts them to this day when uh the iron the Iron Hands lose um, Ferris Manus. Ferris Manus. How did I forget his name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like they get broken immediate, almost immediately, right? You have a segment of them that like fight harder, but like for the most part, it's done. The war, the fight is over. When the Salamanders think that Vulcan gets killed the first time, they also break. Like it, it's such a okay. traumatic shock, like a psychic shock. Well, Legion. it's not always a psychic shock. No, but like I mean, just in the general psyche, like it shatters oh, their identity, their everything. Hmm. It's a blow to it's a blow to morale. Yeah, that like is so devastating. On such a different level. Yeah, it's like, if like you kill we an can't ethereal, even we can't even understand. You know, so that, well, no, 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 no one understands. If you kill an ethereal, oh. then they can just shake off whatever mind control effects the ethereal had on them, <laughs> and they realize Power how screwed free. they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, I guess in that sense, I do understand their kind of poor decision but i i don't know i would have rather seen someone been like no like we're in it i'm sure i'm sure there are pockets that probably did that but just not enough obviously to keep the war effort together right like that's the thing about fears like once it takes starts to manifest yeah exactly like great it's insidious yes and like one flank will break and then the one beside you will break and then like maybe you'll break because now everyone else effect. is running yeah and yeah. like okay sure you can stand your ground but you're gonna die so better run right i i guess that's true i i understand how everything folded definitely after the sons of horus left i just i wish that they had been more committed to their goal because their goal shouldn't have been like horus as emperor horus as god Mm. their goal should have been destruction of the imperium and it shouldn't have mattered who died it shouldn't have mattered who you sacrificed to see the end even our leaders can die as long as we complete the objective what matters is the death of the imperium yeah um so i was able to find vulcan and um when he did it it was during the horus heresy it was right after the war of the webway that he um it's all the kill switch yeah so literally if you know they they would have pushed further Terra would have exploded even um, that point though totally fine chaos, chaos still would have won though? like uh, chaos 
yeah, sure, sure, sure. But like, would there be much chaos forces left at that point? Then ultramarines come in and yeah, they can just mop up whatever mop up. remnants. Chaos might have been over then at that point. Well, not, not all of Chaos Legions were there. Yeah, like, like Night Lords are. I don't think Mortarion was there nope, either. Death Guard were there. Yeah, was Mortarion there? Personally, though? I think all four Demon Primarchs were there. Yeah. Personally, okay, I haven't fully gone through the siege of terror yet well good they haven't finished writing it oh great <laughs> so. i think book five or something is out now maybe mm. only book four i don't know i stopped caring after it's reading number two and 30 books too many <laughs> after reading book two and being like well that was a stupid waste of my time so i will eventually of course read them all but <laughs> okay well yeah if all of a sudden also the demon primarchs were taken out maybe the galaxy would have evened out into the same kind of balance we have today yeah maybe yeah, right. maybe it would have just stalemated right off the bat. Yeah. Sure. But with the Emperor dead and with the four demon primarchs, that threat not hanging over them of the Imperium yeah. of them coming into reality. And, yeah. Because they, they have. People think that they're kind of just being in the warp, doing their own thing. But they have been active for the past 10,000 years. Sure. Especially yeah. Angron has had a couple of his crusades out. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the uh, next question. Yeah. Does anyone have anything else they want to add? What no. would have happened if the Sons of Horus had stayed? Death. Death. Exploded (laughs) planet. Uh, What would the immediate consequences have been if Horus had won? So how would the next, let's say, 500 years in the galaxy have been if Horus had killed the Emperor? Like, do you think the other Primarchs would remain loyal to him for that long? Like Like the Fighting Primarchs? Yeah, at what point do they say... Infighting. In fighting, yeah, yeah. chaos is chaos. Chaos is chaos. What's gonna chaos? (laughs) I think I can agree with that. Like, even when they go into the warp, it says they're all now consumed with the great game. Mm. Would that have changed? Like, the immaterium would now just reflect what the materium is, and so everything in reality is going to turn into this great game of chaos bands fighting for their own power and authority on these real planets. Yeah. Um, I guess we're not the only people to ask these questions, as the cabal also ask these very similar questions oh yeah um you know and then they well they deter- yeah yeah then they got the alpha legion and their primarch alpharius to turn to chaos to try to push chaos into that point where horse does win right so then i forget how they describe it but it's like uh you can have a hundred thousand years of um war or you can have this one war horse wins and then infighting happens and in 500 years everything will kind of right like burning super bright super quick what they considered the lesser of two evils yeah so they tried to do that they seduced some to their side so yeah so what do we think would any of the loyalist primarchs then have been seduced to the to chaos i don't think so man i think like once you make that choice you've made that choice like not not saying that they can't fall to chaos now, but I think none of the brothers would like that. Yeah, like, I think they would die fighting. Yeah, I think that I think a lot of the Space Marine Legions and their leaders would definitely disappear in those five hundred years. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. I mean, a lot of their mo is based on like crusading and trying to right their wrongs through these things. Hmm. So if if you're wrong, is the fact that you let the Emperor be killed. Rogaldorn. Oh no. Then maybe you would take it upon yourself to crusade into the most dangerous pockets of chaos controlled mm. space. You take all your sons there, you yeah. all die, it's glorious. <laughs> you know, you rede- you quote unquote redeem <laughs> yourself, yourself, but you don't because you're dead. Well. So I, I think I would 
I agree that I don't think any of them would turn to chaos, yeah. and I think a lot of them would die very fast. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Christian? Any other inputs on what would be the immediate effects if Horus had won? No, I, I think that pretty much isn't accurate. Okay. Assessment. And then we just have one more <laughs> dog popping in and out of the studio. Hey, pup. We got a Nova dog. Oh, Nova. That's crazy. So, okay, the last one we're going to talk about is what would 40K look like if Horus had won? Hmm. And let's assume <laughs> that he is still alive at this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, lockdowns, I guess, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not good. Would it just be like chaos-controlled planets everywhere? You just have your pockets of this is controlled by Nurgle people. And, yeah. and everyone, it's really just would become the great game covering the entire galaxy. Yeah. Like, what would Tyranids do? <laughs> like, would chaos band together in their attempt to fight Tyranids? Um, obviously the Eldar are destroyed at that point. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, such, there's no such thing as a Tau. Oh no. <laughs> um, there's no such thing as orcs. What? I mean, come on. Chaos is like, if they had a foothold in the Materium, I can't see much lasting beyond that. Orcs would thrive on that. What are you talking they about? They love, love, the love, love. I think The that, way you beat orcs by befriending them. I think that as more <laughs> chaos, as more chaos would spill into Eventually, reality, yeah. Yeah, it would like choke off what the orcs would need to survive the entire galaxy would just become the eye of terror right I, eventually expand, i think that would be the thing just be like a and then they'd conquer other galaxies like imagine <gasps> if abaddon had his plan of like ripping the galaxy in half if he was unopposed or if horus was unopposed in his attempt to bring chaos into the react into the materium yeah it wouldn't be just a rip it would cover everything <laughs> it would be a tear <laughs> and then you would have rip and tear <laughs> blood for the blood god yeah but I definitely think like chaos would just cover everything I wonder if like Horus would somehow be able to pull out a chaos like maybe he goes back to being a good horse not a good horse but like the original Why? idea was like they wanted to okay. be the rulers you know? I'm willing to expand on this what if he gets to the point of where he looks over his kingdom, it's his like, entire galaxy, yeah. and he says, and a exactly, single tear. what have I done? <laughs> yeah, he, Papa? Ha he has that Darth Vader moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No! Exactly. <laughs> picks up a bat and throws him into the war. <laughs> Lightning. <laughs> I don't... I would like to think something like that, but I don't know, because... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I only got get again. I stopped reading the Horus Heresy just like you. Good call. <laughs> it's too much. I I've heard that Horus at some point has been like possessed and like is not even Horus anymore. So he's definitely not Horus anymore, as yeah. you know him. But that yeah. doesn't mean he's not somewhere in there. Yeah, in the same way that I think that Darth Vader is like somewhere in there exactly <laughs> like there's always a little bit left over there's always a silver lining would you say <laughs> <laughs> just look hard enough just a little silver <laughs> <laughs> um yeah when i like actually i was telling mark about this the other day how i really like how they describe horus at, on his journey to terra 
Um, so in his like throne room on the Venge- Vengeful Spirit, that's the name of his flagship. Yeah. Okay. So when they go into the throne room, it's like stepping into somewhere that is not in the throne room. Like Ooh. Horus is in the middle of this thing and there's galaxies and stars and like, you know, Thanos in Avengers when he's staring before him and it's like that space scape in front of him. That is what I picture Horus's throne room looked like hmm. on the Vengeful Spirit. Yeah. Very similar to that. And when he's in that room, he's described as like bloated and disgusting and like his skin is stretched and everything like he looks like a monster because he's just being fed and fed these chaos energies that are just like all trying to consume his body and he's trying to you know reign as master over them yeah um but then as soon as he leaves that throne room he looks normal like old horace but there's something wrong with his eyes yeah. Right. Like you can see behind his eyes, he's not entirely the human. window to his soul. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I really like that look, but I still think he's Horus himself. I think a lot of it is just that he's gained something new, and right. uh, uh, like it's inevitable when you learn something new, you you aren't the same person as you were five minutes ago, hmm. right? Like, and the more you learn and the more perspective that you gain, the more change that you're going to go through. Would you say there's a little Horace in all of us? <laughs> I would say Horace would love to put a little bit of himself inside all of us. <laughs> Spread his... Gene seed. Gene seed, of yeah. course. Yeah. I'm in. No, I... Yeah, I do think it is Horace, but I do think he has changed. Hmm. But I don't necessarily think it's a demonic possession. It's still him in yeah, there. Yeah, like Horace isn't dead. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, not until the Emperor killed him. Oh. But yes, in this 40K <laughs> moment, like, I think... It would be cool if he was like, yeah, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then all of his chaos things just, like, shed <gasps> off of his body. He has some weird birth <laughs> awakening. Grows some wings. Exactly, yeah. Becomes an angel of light yeah. and uh, becomes the manifestation of the greater good. Not where I thought that was going. <laughs> the greater good, you say? Interesting. Eric went from a lead writer for All Games Workshop feature stories to one of the worst. Yeah, yeah. They're like, this guy's really good with his, what was your other cool idea? Abaddon. Versus Dante. Dante, Dante yeah. yeah. And then they fired him after that. Real quick. <laughs> mid-book even. That's about how all <laughs> my stuff yeah. The editor just yeah. took a peek and like, no, no. It's no. not even mid-book. It's literally like mid-pitch. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Eric, how do you keep getting in here? <laughs> I told you. I'm going to show up until you pay me. <laughs> That's how I got my last job, but it's I'm going to get this one. Yeah. I, that would be such a cool thing to explore. Like, yeah. what would happen? Chaos wins. And then all of a sudden, Horace decides that he has made a terrible mistake. Yeah. No, I that would be sweet. That I, could be a really cool thing to explore. In the yeah. same way that, you know, you explore, like, the Dornian heresy or something. Yeah, like an alternative. Yeah, exactly. Future. Cool. Uh, well, does anyone else have any thoughts on what it would look like if Horace had won? What 40K would be like? Um, have you ever looked much into uh, what do they call 50K? Uh, Age of Darkness or something? Age of Darkness. Have you ever read any of that? No. Mm. I've heard it's good. I've never had the pleasure. <laughs> so <laughs> the idea of 50K is that 40K was lost? Uh, yeah, I believe yeah, and so. And everything is consumed by chaos? I, I don't know. I haven't read it. Uh. Um. I just know that it's 10,000 years into the future. I think there's even like a 60K thing, oh, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's some, yeah. There's, it, it some of that far. stuff is pretty neat. It, it gets to the point where it gets just like, 
this isn't even unrecognizable speculation yeah like this isn't even 40k anymore like there's not even space marines now right yeah but whatever Hmm. i've never actually looked into it but i think it could be worth it yeah that and the dorian 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 heresy lots of people have asked us to do that that's dear to my heart (laughs) (laughs) well i think that about wraps us up yeah that was nice uh Um, yeah before we say our goodbyes though obviously we want to thank all of our newest members of the imperial tithe oh yes thank you so so much thank you to uh distickstoffoxid distickofoxid yep uh thanks to cuba the whole country the whole country nice uh joshua thanks daddy nurgle doc raptor heavy bastard justin RDA28, AARza, Travis, <laughs> Williams, <laughs> Gwyn, Wolf219, 0219, Lord Fortnite. I wonder if you play the game. Uh, <laughs> Russell, Juho, Fabian, Timothy, Jason Gamerza, Andrew, Sean, and Bryce. Yeah, thank you all so much for uh, donating. Um, Thanks for contributing to the show, guys. Yeah, and if you don't feel guilty because you just listened to you know two hours of free content, guilty, give us money, right. guilt, 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 guilt. guilt. Uh, if you are a new Patreon member, you should head over to Pride, our- Pride, joy, love. That's what you should be feeling if you're a yes, new Patreon member. Yes, absolutely. You should be happy with yourself, mm-hmm. but also you should be preparing your paints and your models for our contests that we run on our Discord oh, yes. just for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. Discord's fun. <laughs> it is. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you at the events that we're going to start running from yeah, now on. Yeah, uh, we should say those dates again. So the one that I'm doing, I'm going to be watching Hell's Reach, and it's going to be on Wednesday, May 19th at 4 p.m. It's going to be sweet. So we have the Discord. Everyone will be in the channel. We can be muted, and then we'll watch half hour, and we'll talk about it, and we'll kind of just do that till it through. Nice. Um, I'm really excited. I have not seen it yet. Oh, my God. I I've can't believe you haven't seen it. I've seen the first two or three parts or whatever. Oh, but you, you waited. Know? I waited. I remember. I wanted yeah. the whole thing to come out at once. Yeah. So you could just enjoy it beginning yeah, to end. Exactly. It's worth it, man. Oh, yes. I've definitely, there have definitely been times when I've been doing research or just writing things for 40K yeah. or for Lorehammer, and I just put it on the background and just have his voice <laughs> and the guns and the scream. <laughs> gets me in the mood. You really know? focus, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I will be uh, painting on Sunday, May 16th at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So join me mm-hmm. as I struggle to apply paint to small models. <laughs> um, really, the struggle will be to stay focused. Mm-hmm. And not just talking to everybody. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's an easy distraction, almost like it's intentional on your I part. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you're set up a bit. Uh, thank you to Christian Anytime. for joining us In the for future, this episode. you'd like to have me, I'm more than open. We'll think about it. We'll consider yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure this was your last episode. Pretty sure it's going to be a no. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pencil that in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And thank you to you guys, listeners, for hanging out with us for these past couple hours. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode of Lorehammer! That's where the rest of the budget went. (laughs) (laughs) You think think it's easy to come up with that kind of stuff?
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.